solutions he was asked to examine. The organisation which licensed the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes says it'll be more careful in future. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day following hundreds of complaints. Bryony Fox from the Parks Trust says they work with many event organisers and this is the first time anything has gone so badly wrong. In the 10 years I've been here, we've, you know, never had an, a, a cause for concern like this. So, you know, we'll certainly in the future look into that more closely when we're taking bookings from people. Scotland Yard says a four-month inquiry has found no credible evidence that the SAS was involved in the death of Diana, Princess of Wales. Detectives say they were given unprecedented access to records held by special forces, but they discovered no basis to open a criminal investigation. Four people have been attacked with a knife at an 18th birthday party in Luton. It happened after an open invitation to the party was circulated via social media. Lee Agnew has the details. The incident happened at Play Football in St Thomas's Road on Friday night. Several people attended the party who were not known to the organisers and at approximately 11.30 there was a fight. One man was stabbed in the leg while another was stabbed in the back. Two others suffered cuts to their face and arm. Police were appealing for information from people who attended the party. Economists say people born in the 1960s and 70s are likely to be worse off when they retire than the previous generation unless they inherit. The Institute for Fiscal Studies says people born in the two decades from 1960 on will have no higher income or savings on average, will be less likely to own a home and will have smaller private pensions than their predecessors from 10 years earlier. In football, Watford are searching for a new manager following the resignation of Gianfranco Zola. The Italian quit after 18 months in the job and nine defeats in a row. The weather, a dry morning with hazy sunshine but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon. Today's high is 8 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Nice, friendly town, slightly old-fashioned, but, you know, nice atmosphere, safe place to be. All this week in Buckingham. Well, it looks like a historic town. Not too alive, but quite all right. Buckingham is a real nice, friendly town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Buckingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Four minutes past six, it's only Tuesday. It feels like a Thursday. Ain't this game over yet? Lots coming up on the show. Uh, and as always, I'm sure you're keen to have... Stop tapping on your jewellery, for goodness sakes, Catherine. Stop rattling. I feel like Mr T. <laughs> oh, I've got the, some. Can you stop rattling your... What is this? National Necklace Day or something? Yes, happy what? necklace. Ne- you didn't get the memo. No, I missed that one. I missed that one. Now, they're using scanners to keep yogos, pickpockets and general undesirables out of Watford's clubs and bars. So if you behave like an idiot anywhere else, you won't be getting your groove on. We're catching up with a group of parents who are vowing to save Christmas for the children of Milton Keynes after the Winter Wonderland debacle. Remember Challenge Annika? Well, now it's Challenge J-Dog. And nearly 7 million grandparents regularly look after the grandchildren so their parents can go to work. The thing is, a lot of these grandparents are also working part-time. So why is the TUC calling for their employers to offer the sort of flexible working offered to mums? Would that help you? 
I want to hear from you if you're looking after the kids this morning. Uh, you'll tell me you'll love it, but be honest, they're a pain in the neck, aren't they? I had my two boys all day yesterday. Flipping heck! Get back here! Oi! That was going on all the time. We went Christmas. Oi! Wait, will you get... Get out of that puddle now. That was my whole day yesterday. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or the best way to do it is to give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, the whole day yesterday was spent chasing after children. There's only two of them. They were running into roads, they were running up the high street, I was shout- they were jumping in puddles. Oh, it was a nightmare. The only time they sat still was uh, when I thought I'd chance it. I took the eldest one in for a haircut. Took him in for a haircut, and he- it's only his second proper haircut in a hairdresser, or a barber's, Gennaro's, uh, and he loved it. Eight quid, though. Eight quid. What? Eight quid. I've done it for that. Well, you're uh, right. Two things there. First of all, we've done it ourselves, and it looks awful. Secondly, Kelly, you're not a trained hairdresser, whereas uh, Mr. Gennaro is. I would have is. done it for that. Yeah, again, you're not a trained hairdresser. I would have done it for that. One of the joys of yesterday, though, was, as you may be, I don't know if I mentioned this, I really like the monkeys, the pop group and the TV series. Yes. And I thought the boys are old enough now. They know all the words to the songs. I thought they're old enough to watch an episode of the monkeys. So we sat and watched the monkeys all afternoon. They didn't like the episode so much. They couldn't quite work out why there was fake laughter. But then we just watched all of the little videos back to back and they loved that. They loved that. And my eldest loves Mickey Dolenz. Oh, really? I thought Davy Jones was more accessible. Well, no, he got sad because Davy was dead, you see. Are are any of them dead, Daddy? Yes. Which one? That one. Why is he dead? I don't know. He had a heart attack. What's that? I don't don't want to go into too much detail. Uh, And then it was all a bit sad. He, He kind of, he was sort of crying a little bit. So that's when your wife walks in. Yeah, what are you doing? Why have you made the children cry? Nothing. I don't know. What's going on? I didn't drop them or anything. What's your problem? Now, the fight back against drunken yobs and pickpockets who prey on party people has begun in Watford. Scanners have been installed at several of the town's night spots that mean photo ID can be checked for previous bad behaviour. In the past year, 250 people have been banned as a result. Well, Sergeant Simon Masters showed our reporter Matt Lockwood how it's being used at Watford's biggest club, Oshana. So we're in Watford, uh, busy nights, we've got all the bars and clubs, parties in full swing. Just so you can go up to a gentleman there, you've taken uh, a bottle of uh, cider off him, why? Um, there's a banning zone in the town. You can't have open vessels of alcohol and be drinking in the town centre. Reasons flat. Firstly, it's not the sort of thing anyone wants to see when they come into a town. We want Watford to be culturally a nice place. You don't want to see people drinking open bottles of cider in the high street. Secondly, they're going into these venues. These people are here then to obviously manage how much these people drink and ensure that they're not coming out of here drunk causing problems. I'm asking for an answer. As you just right, like you pointed out, there is cameras everywhere, so if you're doing something like that, you're just not going to get into any clubs. No, yeah, so, no, I didn't chuck yeah, yeah, Come on. So what was that there, then? What was happening? Uh, apparently someone had thrown a bottle as they were walking down. I didn't see it. I certainly don't believe it was chucked at anybody, but the door starts to brought to my attention. Again, when people are coming into this town, people need to understand the rules of the playground and such, don't they? We're not going to tolerate behaviour like that. We're up to about 11 premises now that have scanned there. If Oceana have a problem with someone and, and the worst were assault someone or any of the other venues in this town, if the manager then decides that that person is a troublemaker and has caused crime disorder in their venue, they can ban them on their machine and share that with all the other venues that have that machine. So potentially if somebody was banned from Oceana in yeah. Watford, they yeah. could be banned from every Oceana in the country. 
every premise that has Scanner in the country, not just Oceana. Oh, really? Every premise that has Scanner in the country. And obviously, because we have it in pretty much every club in the town now, that's the important thing for us. Uh, we're here to protect Watford in partnership working. It's almost like a security border in a sense, isn't it? Or a booze border. It is preventing people from going into premises. It is. It's a complete security measure, isn't it? It is... If someone comes out into our nighttime economy and wants to be a troublemaker or cause crime, then they won't be able to get back into our nighttime economy. And effectively, that's what we're here for, isn't it? If, if we're coming out, you or I were going out for a drink, we don't want to be sitting next to someone who may have seriously assaulted someone the week before. This is a platform to achieve that prevention of all these people getting back. OK, Jake, so you're checking people's ID then. Just take us through the process. Basically what we do, first of all, in this nightclub, uh, we only accept official forms of ID, so like a driver's license or passport. Um, what we do then is we take it off the customer. I do a quick uh, personal ID check, so what I'll do is I'll check their face and match it with my own eyes first, put it through the machine. The machine then scans it, checks everything, it'll then come up with a result. Um, if it has an alert on it or a ban or anything, then it will tell us where they're banned, what sort of trouble they've been into. Uh, then I can make a decision based on that, whether it is their ID and whether we allow them into the club, basically. So it's a, really, it's a really good tool for us to have. It saves us a lot of hassle and uh, it gives us good liaison with the police because we can you know, deal with crime and a lot easier. And these people well. simply would not be allowed in the nightclub then? be told to get lost well basically we will escort yeah. them away from the nightclub yeah so if they don't if they don't uh, if they don't you know correspond to our needs or anything due to their id then we can tell because of this machine it's a really good tool and, and to we have. can see that it's coming up the age there so this yeah, it, comes up the just... age. it basically tells us everything about the person yeah. i mean if you want to have a quick look here yeah um yeah this fella here basically so he's now barred oh, because okay. he used someone else's id so you can see here we banned him on the 6 of the 12th 13. He was actually ID swapping, right. so we matched up his signature, so we made him write his signature out, signatures don't match, so therefore we can tell that uh, you know it's not his ID, and then we can officially bar him and notify everyone around the town as well that he will be using uh, a fake ID so he doesn't get in anywhere else. It's our reporter Matt Lockwood there using the phrase booze border. Basically, you've created a booze border. Did you hear that? Fantastic. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. It sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? Keeping these horrible little oiks out of these places. Or do you think it's an infringement on your rights? Let's have some BGs, please.
No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. I don't do a program about Adolf Hitler. I want to touch, I want to feel. Having a gecko on your head for me is just wrong. I'm now in the urinal section. Seriously, we, we yay close. Myself and my team of scientists are yay close to creating a virtual Justin. Just a few more phrases and he need never turn up for work ever again. It will be computerised. We're all going that way. Catherine's been a computer for the last five years, haven't you, Kath? Malfunction. There you go, you see? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. 615. Let's get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Things looking a little slow on the speed centres in Hitchin. That's in both directions on the A602 at the roundabout where Stevenage Road meets Parkway. Elsewhere, there are no problems being picked up and the ground, uh, the uh, major routes all running well. In Tame, there are roadworks on Queen's Road. That's where it meets King's Road. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 6.16, it's only Tuesday the 17th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A scanning system in Watford has stopped 250 people with fake ID getting into pubs and clubs. The options for airport expansion in London will be outlined today. In football, Watford's looking for a new manager after nine defeats in a row, led Gianfranco Zola to resign. The weather, mostly dry but rather cloudy. Some rain later today and a high of eight Celsius. Hey, who wants to help me build a big rabbit hutch? Guys? 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 BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. We are really good at work <laughs> for one hour. Tell you what, if my turkey's not a big fat one for Christmas, I'm going to be very disappointed. If you've got small children or you're a small person, I dwarf, dresses a rabbit, going to a fancy dress party, you are perfectly safe. Roberto Peroni. Bird watchers in Buckinghamshire have heard that a pair of falcons will breed there over winter. And we can all say, gentlemen, God bless Leighton Buzzard and that wonder bra. What an amazing invention. Weekdays from three. Good afternoon. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Roberto. You tell me that you want me You're thinking that you are back in my life again Saying you need me But I've been hearing stories from mistaken friends And someone said you sold me Right to the end 
Four five nine four double five five double five. What have you typed on the screen? The way the show works is, I've got various screens in front of me. One tells me the songs we're going to play. Next one tells me that it's got little bits of script on that. I know some bits of this are scripted. Shameful. And one tells me what's coming up next, and it's typed on by Catherine and Kelly Betts. And uh, it normally says it would say something like item ID scanners uh, audio in system uh, fader three for a call. What is it? Tell the list of what you've what you've written on the screen here, Kelly Betts. Item. Yes. I want to touch. I want to feel. Yes. Fader three. Fader three. Justin. No, it doesn't say Justin. Justin. Morning, boss. Can I tell you how you've been labelled? Yeah, go on. So, item is I want to touch. I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Fader three is me no speaky. <laughs> Thank you for that, Kelly. Would you like to apologise to myself? To Justin and to the listeners. And to me. And to I Catherine. I apologise to myself, to Justin and the listeners and to me. Can't get the staff these you, days. You literally can't get the yeah. staff these days. I mean, I, it's ridiculous behaviour. This is. I'm trying to do a professional show here. Well, the thing is, I don't know quite how she ended up working on your programme, because no. uh, normally, of course, she gets put, uh, put on the worst programme of the week, uh, BBC Introducing. Well, and I think well, as we found she there, she's not been on the BBC Apology um, course, has she? Ah, uh, she didn't go on that course, did That's you? That's true, I didn't. Yeah. OK, well, well, we'll work on it, but, uh, but thank you for that. Right. Now, just stay there, Justin. We will come to you in a second. OK. You're welcome. Yesterday, we told you about the shambles. I'm so tired. Justin. Oh, I'm so you. tired. I'm going to come later on and I'll give you a nice massage. How does that sound? I've what? got some new oil. Where are you going to massage me? Well, the back. I meant what room? Um, room two. Yesterday we told you about the shambles that was the MK Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes. That's what the MK stands for. Children were promised a magical experience, but it was anything but. The event at Campbell Park had to shut its doors early after furious parents complained about grumpy elves, tracksuits, showing under Santa suits and an ice rink made of plastic. Well, the MP for Milton Keynes South, Ian Stewart, is not happy. Something's gone wrong along the line. I'm not clear at this moment as to who gave uh, the the go-ahead for this, you know, what the due diligence process was. Uh, but clearly, you know, they've, the, the organisers uh, promised uh, a, a level of, of an event that they haven't delivered. Uh, and I think, you know, we do need to look at how they were vetted and what lessons we can learn for the future. The event was rubbish. It was awful. It was pulled after one day. And if you missed uh, the event organiser, Lorenzo Franco, was on JVS yesterday. Flipping heck. <laughs> He's going to give everyone their money back, is he? Is he? Oh, I look forward to seeing that happening. He didn't even know how much money he'd taken. 
dreadful. Anyway, Eleanor Arms from Wolverton got in touch. She's uh, so determined not to let this uh, ruin Christmas for hundreds of children in Milton Keynes. She's got together with a group of parents to save Christmas. They're organising a mini Wonderland attraction at MK Ice this weekend. So we thought we would lend a hand. No, not a hand. Two hands, no. Not my hands. Your hands, Justin. Mm, two big hairy hands. Whoa, <laughs> powerful, strong hands. <laughs> exactly. I'm with uh, Eleanor right now, live in Wolverton. No matter what, Ian, this event will be going ahead this weekend, but clearly donations are needed. Eleanor, thanks for joining us this morning. Before we talk about this weekend, just tell us how bad the Winter Wonderland was last weekend, and don't hold back. Uh, horrendous experience, total waste of money, total waste of time for everyone involved. Um, I just feel for the poor children. You know, the parents are angry, the parents will get over that, whereas some of these kids might not get over this. So you've said, right, what we're going to do, we're going to put an event on this weekend. There's five parents that have got together and you're determined to make this happen. You want children to have a good event just before Christmas. Indeed, yeah. There's, Like you say, there's five people that have come together. We're just parents from Milton Keynes, um, you know, various backgrounds. We just come together to give the kiddies what they need and want this time of year. So NK Ice, what exactly are you looking for? You want donations from our listeners this morning. The airwaves are yours. Sell it. Okay, we need gifts of all varieties for the children. We're asking for new toys, if people can possibly donate anything they've got, um, varying age ranges, and any decorations you can get um, to us, that'd be brilliant. I mean, just how confident are you that you can make this work and you can make it a successful weekend? Uh, We're working all hours to get this to where it needs to be. So, yeah, we're going to do this. So did you actually go to bed last night then? Uh, No. (laughs) So you've been up all night long making preparations? I've had about two and a half hours sleep for the past, I think, three nights, but it'll be worth it. But what were you doing last night, you know, through the night then? What was happening? Uh, Just general sort of Facebook messaging, you know, messaging with people from the rest of the group um, and just trying to get the message out there to as many people as we can. Have you been in touch with the real Father Christmas? Oh, indeed, yeah. You know, we're, we're sorting this out for MK. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And uh, David too as well, David Cattigan. David, you're one of the five parents. Um, what's it going to cost to get in this weekend? Uh, it's be a £1 admission, but you must have pre-confirmation of original booking the Winter Wonderland MK. Um, we have teamed up with different groups. Um, they are going to let people into ice skating. There's a circus in Milton Keynes that they will allow a discount to. As long as everyone brings their original confirmation with them, they will get discount or help or they will pay a pound to see Santa. If they do want to see Santa, they just need to email in their pre-confirmation and they will be given a time slot to miniwonderlandmk at gmail.com and then they will be sent information on how to get the event or how to get to the event um, we are working all hours uh, like Elena said we went to bed about two o'clock this morning after sending out confirmations of times this event will go ahead we have a Santa we have a venue and we have children to see Santa and we have presents so it is a definite go ahead we just need the people of Milton Keynes to get behind us whether it can be wrapping paper sellotape brand new gifts cash donations can be done but gifts would be amazing and it will just help us get behind Milton Keynes and make this amends. OK, just lastly, our listeners can obviously call us this morning, 08459 455 555. You have a, a number as well. People, if they've got a pen and paper at home to make this happen for Milton Keynes, what's the number? We have a number, information line 07565 And I'll repeat that again for us. 07565 
Brilliant stuff. That was uh, David Cassigan and also Eleanor Arms uh, joining us live here in Wolverton. Ian, you, you've got to admire these people. Yep. Five parents that have come together. They said, look, the disaster that was Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes, if people didn't hear about it yesterday on our station, they, I'm sure, would have seen it in the, the national papers, on television as well. It was a disaster. Children were very, very upset. Five parents coming together saying, enough is enough. We don't want Christmas ruined. This event will definitely be going ahead this weekend. We just need the people to, to help us and come forward with those donations. Did you hear the fella on uh, JVS yesterday? I heard lots of people on JVS yesterday when they, they were very unhappy. It was a cracking show. He was bla- he, The gentleman that organised it was blaming the parents going on Facebook. Did you hear this? Yeah, I did. It was incredible. Eleanor, you're laughing at that comment because you did go on Facebook and people were saying that you were a drama queen, but of course everyone backed you up, didn't they? Oh yeah, all my friends and family know me as a bit of a drama queen, but as soon as everyone else started getting on there, they realised that wasn't the case at all and it was a disgusting event um no way shape or form was this the parents fault facebook's fault you know this was the organizers pure and simple completely i completely agree well well done i wish you the best of luck justin i've got some more work for you this morning yeah go on front page of the daily express exclusive i'll keep dancing brucey to stay on a strictly host turn to page seven let's turn to page seven <laughs> bruce Forsyth, the showbiz legend turns 86 in the new year but his love of live tv is stronger than ever well hang on i love doing live tv it doesn't mean they're going to put me on live tv does it <laughs> i I'm not sure how I feel. I watched a bit of Strictly at the weekend. My wife loves it. Yeah. And I think Bruce Forsyth is a legend. I think in the yep. 70s and the 80s, he was a master. I think he's too old. I think he's too old. He's too slow. He was delivering gags, and it was ju- you, it was just awful. The gags were coming along in a Zimmer frame. I know exactly what you're saying, but if you look at the ratings war this year, Strictly has well and truly battered the X Factor this year. Clearly, it's still a very popular programme, so people aren't turning off. So that would suggest to me that the public do love good old Bruce. They want to keep him there. Can you go out and find out what they think? I, I genuinely think he's too old. And, I know, you know, I, he's only got the job because he survived this long. Mm. And, and they know that to get rid of him would, would seem cruel. But I think, you know, get rid of him. We've got two people here. Eleanor, yes or no? Bruce Forsyth, is he too old? Um, yes. 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 Or no? yes. Oh, dear. Two yeses straight away. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Justin. Go and speak to the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Thanks we'll talk you. to you later on, J-Dog. Thank you very much indeed. i just got a message from Kelly Betts on the computer. Let's just open this. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Bruce Forsyth, is he too old? You know he is. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 looking slow southbound on the sensors around Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead past the A414. And in Harpenden, the High Street heading north is really struggling around Station Road. Problems on public transport this morning. There was a signalling problem between New Barnet and Alexandra Palace, which is affecting East Coast, First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. All lines are being diverted by Hartford North, which is causing delays of up to 40 minutes. And on First Capital Connect as well, there will be no service running between Hadley Wood and New Southgate. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. 250 people have been banned from bars and clubs in Watford since a new identification scanning system was introduced a year ago. The ScanNet technology informs door staff if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. The shortlist of locations for major airport expansion in the London area is being published today. A final recommendation won't be made until after the general election in 2015. 
The organisation which licensed the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes says it'll be more careful in future. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day, following hundreds of complaints. The weather, hazy sunshine this morning, but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon at a high of 8 Celsius. On to sport and Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth to go 3-0 up in the five-match series. England were bowled out for 353 in their second innings with Ben Stokes scoring his maiden test century before being dismissed for 120. The England captain Alistair Cook says his team have been second best throughout the series. We haven't been good enough. Um, Australia have outplayed us in, in all three aspects of the games, really. Um, and it's, it's tough to take. You know, in sport, you, you go out there and you put, your, you put yourself on the line. And if you're not good enough, you get found out. And we haven't been good enough in these three games. In football, Watford are searching for a new manager following Gianfranco Zola's resignation yesterday. The Italian quit after 18 months at the helm. The Hornets haven't won in nine games. Our Watford commentator, John Marks, offers his thoughts on who the new manager might be. Could it be that they would be looking for another name because that is what they want? They want Watford's profile to continue to be high. I also wonder whether it could be somebody that we may all never necessarily have heard of because Mm. it would be someone that they would have identified from somewhere that either they've worked with before or know of. It's understood Glenn Hoddle would be interested in managing Tottenham for a second time in either a short or long-term capacity. Hoddle managed Spurs between 2001 and 2003 and is among those tipped to replace Andre Villas-Boas, who was sacked yesterday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. coming up with her yes and me 08459 455 555 if you'd like to take part now is your time to live the dream of uh, talking to, to uh, nobody's about what's going on in the newspapers have I sold it well? brilliantly you weren't listening were you? no I'm reading the paper thank you very much
wow, there you go. That's exciting. Getting We're getting all of the gossip here. Can you say... Well, that's an incredible story. It's, it, it's the pressures of Christmas. Page 20 in the sun. Yes. Toy Gory. A boy of 11 was nicked for punching his gran after she refused to buy him a toy in Ohio. Those crazy Americans. She's lucky he didn't shoot her because they have guns over there. When the, when the kids say, can we get guns for Christmas, they don't mean toy guns, they mean real ones. I was watching Home Alone on the weekend. Oh, yeah. He does a bit of shooting in that. Yeah, yeah. He's very naughty, that Macaulay Culkin. He, do, he would be definitely imprisoned, I think, for what he did to those burglars. I think he should be. If you want to take part in the newspapers, 08459 455 555. The Daily Express, they've been doing... You know they've been doing front-page stories for the last couple of months about how Princess Diana was murdered? Yes. Well, you've got to shuffle to page nine to find out that actually Scotland Yard has said no. Detectives dismiss claim that the SAS killed Diana. Now remember, this was the claim that came. A fella was having his, a fight with his ex-wife, and in the fight he said, oh yeah, by the way, you know when I was in the SAS, we killed Diana. The woman then told that to her mother-in-law in a letter, and the mother-in-law then gave those letters to the police and was then furious when a proper investigation was not being carried out. Well, hang on. A proper investigation was gone on about by the Express for a good how many months? Well, a long, long time. Mm. The, the uh, detectives interviewed the ex-wife and former in-laws of Soldier N, who all remembered him making these sensational, that's the right word, claims. The SAS man was also questioned, and it's understood he denied making the claims. Basically... Um, it's all over baloney. It's he said, she said. Yeah, it, but it's bullshine. She died in a car crash. She's been d- driven by a drunk French driver who was going too fast. She wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Next. You know that Twitter? I do know it. Yes, I've got it. There is a pub chef who decided to tell oh, all the... Have you seen this? Yeah, this is good. He got the sack. Fired from the village pub after asking for Christmas Day off, Chef Jim Knight had the perfect recipe for revenge. I've worked in kitchens before. You don't mess with a chef. No. They're generally a little bit... A little bit tasty when it comes to things like that. Well, you hope they'll be tasty. Uh, the roasting he gave to his employers. Roasting. We'd like to inform you we've just fired our head chef. Next message. Unfortunately, he wanted to have a weekend off this month and Christmas Day this year for family commitments, so we thought we'd sack him. Next message. Yeah, a week before Christmas. Next message. We don't care that he has a seven-and-a-half-month-old baby daughter. Next message. <coughs> so anyway, come on down and continue to pay a premium for Australian sirloins, New, York, New Zealand's lamb and everything else that's bought from Asda. Ouch. Last message. Happy Christmas, everyone. There we go. Can I just think that really annoys me? And Let's get this straight, OK? It's not Happy Christmas. It's Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please. Says who? Hall- Hallmark. You can say what you want. No, you cannot say what you want. Sing the song. Which, which song? Sing... The song. We wish you a happy Christmas. Now you're just being we obnoxious. Wish you a happy Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. It's in the song. It is Merry Christmas and it is a Happy New Year. Let's go to the voice of youth over here. Kelly Betts, it's Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, isn't it? Sorry, what is that? There we go. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> hey, you remember Jim Davidson? Front page news. Yeah. Pervert, sex offender. He's going to be arrested. He's been arrested. He's got a pervert, sex offender. Front page news everywhere. If you just look at the tiny, tiny paragraph in page seven of the Daily Express, Jim Davidson's sex case dropped. Oh, I think this is shocking. I don't like Jim Davidson. I have people who've worked with him and they they said he was a thoroughly unpleasant man. But he was wrongly labelled on the front pages of all the newspapers as a pervert, as a rapist, as all these kind of things. Tiny paragraph, page seven, tiny paragraph in the other papers. Davidson's sex case dropped. Comedian Jim Davidson said he was delighted last night as he was finally cleared of an alleged sex offence in the Falkland Islands. That should be on the front page. Here's a thought. 
If you put it in a prominent position when you're making these claims, you should put it in the same place when you retract them. He was booted out of Celebrity Big Brother as a result of that, so would have lost a hundred grand. He had a tour that I think was was uh, the tickets didn't sell as well because of that. Was they say another fifty grand? Should be on the front page. I don't like him. Don't like him. Don't think he's funny or anything. But people will not see that, and people will think. Oh, I wonder how Jim Davidson's getting on in that pervert case. Oh, he's, he's a pervert, isn't he? He's not. He's been cleared. It annoys me. Another thing that annoys me is Bruce Forsyth. Completely separate story. Should have taken a breather between those. Exclusive. I'll keep dancing. Brucey to stay on as Strictly host. I thought it was only me that felt this way. Oh, listen, I think he, I think he was great. Play your cards right, which they tried to bring back with Vernon Kay and they're not allowed to because it's got no skill in it. It's just luck. Mm-hmm. I like player cards, right? Generation game was genius. Generation game with him was genius. I, I like, um, okay, dollies, do your dealing. Then I'm going to start some feeling. I don't know what the rhyme was. but he Give was, us a twirl, was that him? Give us a twirl. That was to, uh, who was, yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway. You couldn't do that these days. Although he kind of does, doesn't he? Sometimes he makes so a twirl. So Bruce Forsyth has delighted. Just imagining he does do You're that, doing the he? chin. You're doing his chin. <laughs> that was weird. I was just trying to relive the moment. So Bruce Forsyth has delighted his army of fans by agreeing to host next year's Strictly Come Dancing. The showbiz legend turns 86 in the new year, but his love of live TV is stronger than ever, despite months of stinging criticism from a minority of viewers who want him to quit. Hey, I'd like to work in television too. Is that the qualification? I would also like to work in television as well. I'm first well, on the list. Well, you've had a go. I think it's my turn. Yeah, I, I broke it. Uh, but you can't just do it just because you like it. His supporters were given a Brucey bonus last night with the news he's ready to keep hosting the hit show with co-star Tess Daly. Although his TV workload is getting uh, lower... Uh, oh, gosh. Although his TV workload is gradually getting lower, lower. That's what it says here. <laughs> no! Yeah, it's, he was, he's not ready to call it a day. Can I also put something up for discussion? One more, can I, one more paragraph? Go then on. You can, yes. Bruce has no saturation point. This is an insider. What does this mean? He defies television gravity. What does that mean? I can't think of anyone else who appeals to three generations. Uh, Father Christmas? I don't think the public will ever tire of Bruce. I think the public have tired of Bruce. 08459 555555. The thing I was going to say to you is I've also tired of old man, young woman partnerships. Yeah, I don't like it. It's what weird, is that supposed it? to be? It's weird. It's weird. It started on the news. That was the news. And now, obviously, you've got, you got Tolly and uh, Pip. The suggestion being that the woman's not good enough to do it on her own. Mm, I wouldn't mind. I would like to see some older women on television. And um, Which which one in particular? Which older women? Yeah. Can't think of any that I like. Well, they should let the younger women grow up and actually take responsibility for their own programmes. For their own actions. And then, yeah. and then they'll be good when they're old. Let's listen to some... Uh, what old women are there that are good? That are left on television. Let's, not, let's keep you out of it, because uh, yeah. you're uh, obvious. Mm, yeah. Um, Thora oh, Heard's gone, hasn't she? Uh, sadly, yes. Do you know who Thora Heard's son-in-law's dad is? No, strangely. Now, let me get this right. It's not Harry Belafonte. It's... Uh, Mel Torme. Oh. Her daughter married Mel Torme's son. Mm. I think. That's like music royalty. Isn't it? It's weird. Marrying Thora Heard's son. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 08459 455 555. If you can find... Daughter. It's the daughter that married. You're confusing me. Uh, you're confused yourself. Uh, well, I can't try to think of um, uh, older women that, that uh, would well, be good. Well, left on telly. This is the point. They get farmed well, off. There are none left on telly. Selena Scott, I always thought, was... Uh, great. A right sort. I mean, great. Yes. 
Um, there's loads of them on Radio 4. They do it on Radio 4. That's where they get left. That's, that's the uh, old women's graveyard. 08459 455 555. Kelly? I like Sue Barker. OK. Um, so if, if, I can't think of any others. I think, do you know why I think it's going to be brilliant when she's old? Yeah. Claudia Winkleman. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. kind of letting her do it, aren't they? I don't know whether anyone's noticed that she's doing programmes by herself. Yeah, I wish she'd. I wish she'd not do the eye makeup though. What fringe or eye makeup? Never both. Never, never both. I like Claudia. I used to work with her a long time, long, long time ago. Uh, she's delightful. But yeah, the eye makeup, Claudia. Come on, sort it out. Lisa Tarbuck also should get yes. definitely more telly time. Yes. Well, see, she's getting older. She's, she's not old though. She's been bumped off TV. Yeah, but she's being allowed to mature on radio too. I love that program. It's a station. No, Lisa's programme. I don't love the station. I love the station. I love the BBC. Can I go now? Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 eastbound, a lane is closed at Long Lane with queues back to the Swakeley's roundabout. Also in Harpenden, High Street still looking very busy in both directions on the speed sensors around Station Road. Major problems on public transport this morning. There's a signalling problem between New Barnet and Alexandra Palace, which has affected East Coast, First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. All lines being diverted by Hartford North, which is causing possible cancellations and delays of up to 40 minutes. On First Capital Connect, no service is running between Hadleywood and New Southgate. This is Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Right, 6.46 or thereabouts. It's Tuesday the 17th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A system to spot fake ID in bars and clubs in Watford has led to 250 people being banned. Parents disappointed by the closed Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are organising a mini Wonderland this weekend. And in sport, Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth. Lots to talk about. Can we think of uh, good older women that should be on TV? And Bruce Forsyth, I mean, really, he's, that's taking the mick, isn't it? 08459 455 555. Let's get the latest weather now. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's another rather grey and dreary start to the day, but we've got some remnants of rain around, but it is pushing south and eastwards. Behind it, it will become much drier and we'll get some brightness as well through the afternoon. It's going to feel a lot colder than it has done of late. The temperature's only getting up to around 8 Celsius this afternoon, even in the sunshine. But the wind fell light overnight. The rain disappears, so it will just feel a little more pleasant than it did yesterday. Now, overnight tonight, I'm afraid the rain returns. It will kind of envelop us through the course of the first part of the night at least, then after midnight it'll move eastwards away. That's when we run the risk of one or two mist and fog patches developing. Minimum temperature staying relatively mild, 4 or 5 Celsius, uh, the minimum temperature for tomorrow morning. So for tomorrow again, a rather another dull start. We'll get some bright spells um, through the course of the day, but again outbreaks of rain arriving. Now it's going to turn very, very windy through Wednesday afternoon and into Thursday. Uh, Wednesday night. Overnight uh, Wednesday into Thursday, strong winds and heavy rain, so it's set to be quite wild and windy, but the good news is some respite for Thursday as we should at least see the appearance of the sunshine again. That's your forecast. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... Going from the same to, to, to Bond 
was rather like a diamond being put into a much more expensive, intricate setting. I believe women have affairs because they seek love and affirmation. So, you know, my marriage went wrong and I had an affair, but I would not have done that had I not been unhappy, I think. I left school wanting to be a magician, but my mother wouldn't let me because my Auntie Maureen was in show business and she was a naughty lady. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Text here. Bruce too old, he's younger than the Queen Allen. Who's the Queen Allen? See, I can do that. I can do that. Maybe one day, if we get really bored on Friday, we'll uh, have a competition so you can do the lowest noise. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun one. But we'll do that Friday. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, right, as part of our big tour of the three counties, we're in Buckingham this week, finding out what's important to you. It would seem Buckingham, like a number of our more historic towns, is crying out for a bypass. The proposal forms part of the Neighbourhood Development Plan and is currently out for consultation. Councillor Paul Hirons is Chair of Planning at Buckingham Town Council. Morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. Paul, why do you need a bypass? Because we've got too much traffic coming straight through the centre of Buckingham that was not designed... Not only is it not designed for traffic, it was designed, when you look at it, 
to keep traffic out almost. You know, you've got a nice big market area, but then there's a very small squeeze in between uh, buildings, you know. It was obviously designed to be a nice thing and keep away the horse and carts, but unfortunately times have moved on and uh, it's just awkward. We have got a, a, bypo- a single bypass on one road, but going to places like Brackley, you have to go straight through the centre of the town. The whole town council is behind this, isn't it? Oh, yes, there's no... um, We're lucky, really, that in most things the town council speaks as... Well, I wouldn't say as one, but with different uh, accents and different tones, but of one set of ideas, really. If you have a bypass, that would possibly mean more housing being built, which would mean more traffic, wouldn't it? Well, we don't think that... uh, We're going to get more houses anyway. You know, at the moment, the government is sort of has worked out that whatever you do the answer is more houses and so what we we're sort of accepting that because apart from anything else we know that if we want to keep things like i don't know fire station what we've got as a hospital those sort of things you need to be bigger you know one time you could support them with a town of say five thousand people but now it's going to have to be fifteen twenty thousand people to support those things so we want to support them we're going to get more housing anyway so what we want is to have it and mainly of course it's a lot of uh, long distance traffic too which is from generated mainly by Milton Keynes you know actually Buckingham even though it's in Buckinghamshire is actually influenced much more by Milton Keynes than it is by say Aylesbury where are we in the plans, Paul? How, how much longer have we got to go before this could possibly well, become a reality? We reckon that we'll approve it by the end of in the town council by the end of January, of which this is one part. But a lot of it's about where we think housing could go, mm. and very importantly, where um, employment land could go. One big criticism throughout uh, the Vale of Aylesbury has been that everyone's talking houses, 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 but never thinking of employment. Uh, Everyone sort of assumes that, uh, well, they'll all travel to Milton Keynes or Oxford or somewhere, but uh, we all feel that something's got to happen here, so we've tried to put some land in for that as well. So that's what it is. And then, according to the legislation, we should be, the district council should arrange for us to proceed to an external examination and then a referendum. So that would start, hopefully, the end of January. Paul, listen, keep in touch. Let us know how it goes. Councillor Paul Hirons, Chair of Planning at Buckingham Town Council. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sam's in Luton. Sam, older women on television. Do you want them? Not at all. Not at all. We do have a... I was going to say a bevy, but call them what you like. Uh, on loose women, what a what a display of old, uh, well past a sell by date, you know. Uh, not only that, I mean they're absolute boredom. They put a new they put a new connotation the word boredom because I mean the, the stuff they talk about is absolute history, and it's rubbish in the very limited knowledge of it as well. Uh, they seem to want to garnish with, with their own their own type of interpretation of it. Hello, are you still there? Hello? Hello? 
Hello. I think he's gone for Bruce's job. Sam, when because of you, Dennis? Sorry? Yes, you should be. I accept your apology. What do you think? I, I think the women on Loose Women aren't that old, are they? They're sort of 40s. <laughs> they're in their 40s. Yeah, but they're children to me. Exactly. Huh? You, what do you think? Brucey, he's too old, isn't he? Shouldn't be yeah. on TV. I always thought he was too old. Yep. Even when he was young. What? Even when he was young, he's, he's, he's brilliant at all sorts of things, but he, he, he left me cold. He's brilliant at ordering dolly birds to turn giant cards over. Does that really, really well. Yes. And he's great at um, describing what's on a conveyor belt. But you see, when now, unfortunately, he's begging for jokes, and I think that's the worst thing anybody can do on television. He does, I know, he does beg for jokes, doesn't he? Yeah, he says, now, come on, come on, come on. Well, he's told a joke that, after the first two words, you can extrapolate the answer and start laughing long before he's finished. What do you think about what Sam was saying? And it's a, it's a pity that you were rude to Sam, because he's gone now, and he may not come back. What do you think about what Sam was saying in terms of older women, something like loose women? He says it's full of old women, and it's offensive. Uh, I don't honestly say, I don't, I'm not what, I can't say I've watched loose women very often. I like, I don't like loose women, I like good strong women. Yeah, I think you've misunderstood, but basically it means loose tongues, they've got loose uh, yes. well, tongues. That, well, yeah, but then ladies do like to talk, don't they, anyway? Yes. But no, it's, so no, it's like everything else. There comes a time when you just say, right, that's it. Ah. I've had my time. Isn't that interesting? You, say, you should say that, of all people, Dennis. That's right. Yes? I've had my time long ago. So? You're well, now. Going? Goodbye. Thank you. Uh, Tracy says uh, on the text, Gloria Honeyford and Felicity Kendall. Uh, I, sp- I suppose so. Felicity Kendall, what is she? She was in a play in a theatre recently. I know that much. She's not on TV very much. Gloria Honeyford pops up on the... But Gloria Honeyford pops up as the token older woman. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can have that one. She pops up as the token older woman, doesn't she, on things like This Morning and Sky News. Um, uh, but that's it. You, does she host a show? I suppose there was that programme with her and Angela Rippon, wasn't it? Old, what was it called? Old Biddies, Biddies on the Street. What was it called, that programme? B- uh, 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 Granny Attack. What was that programme called? Regal Britain. Oh, uh, was off it? their rockers. Off the rock. That was. Is that, is that not what you were talking about? Uh, uh, Skid Row. What was it called? There was a program that uh, uh, Angela. With a not so veiled reference oh, to their yeah, age in it. Yeah, old old um, ba- bags. Old bags. Wasn't that? Was it? It wasn't old bags. Hangdog. Was it Hangdog? No. Was it? It's a great Hangdog. name. For, it's a good name for a show or a game. Yeah, with Walter Matthau in it. But um, what was it called? Oh, Alice. Do you know what it was called? I have no idea, I'm sorry. It was Angela Rippon, it was Gloria Honeyford. The news. No, and some other. <laughs> Hang on, I'm <laughs> Googling the news. It was, no, it wasn't the news, they were, and they would go around solving crimes. <laughs> they would. You thinking it? of Rosemary and Thyme? No, it's not. Mrs Frost? No, it's not, no, right, okay, let me, right, you do, oh, for goodness sake, right, you do your travel, hang on a second, here we go. Travel news for beds, cards and I'm bugs. not making this up. See Three Counties Radio. Away you go, Alice. On the M1 London bound, there is a lane closed between 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware after an accident. Queues on the approach there. And the A40 eastbound has a lane closed at Long Lane. Queues back to the Swakeley's roundabout as well. Public transport, there was a signalling problem which has affected East Coast First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. All lanes diverted via Hartford North, causing possible cancellations and delays of up to 40 minutes. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. We'll, we will try and come up with the name of that programme. Is Angela Rippon 
Gloria Honeyford and A.N. Other. Just like, didn't they, didn't they solve crimes and stuff? I'm sure they did something like that. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. New technology bans 250 people from clubs and bars in Watford. Options for expanding London's airports are published and parents in Milton Keynes attempt a mini wonderland. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire police say a new identification scanning system introduced in Watford a year ago is helping to cut crime. The ScanNet technology highlights to door staff if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. Sergeant Simon Masters says it's making a big difference. We have a lot of um, Eastern European organised crime groups who come out into a nightclub just to steal phones. But sometimes, because of some of the other crime types they do, they use um, fake Italian ID, Portuguese ID, Spanish ID. This team checks those IDs and will tell these guys on the door that's not a real ID, so they can't get into the venues. The man who's been asked by the government to decide on the controversial issue of airport expansion is revealing his favoured options this morning. The businessman and academic Sir Howard Davies is considering how the UK can maintain its leading position in Europe for air travellers. His final recommendation won't be issued for another two years. Scotland Yard says a four-month inquiry has found no credible evidence that the SAS was involved in the death of Diana, Princess of Wales. Detectives say they were given unprecedented access to records held by special forces, but they discovered no basis to open a criminal investigation. A Milton Keynes MP says questions need to be asked about the vetting process for the organisers of the Winter Wonderland. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day, following hundreds of complaints. The MP for Milton Keynes South, Ian Stewart, says lessons need to be learned. Clearly, you know, they've, the, the organisers uh, promised uh, a, a level of, of an event that they haven't delivered. Uh, and I think you know, we do need to look at how they were vetted and what lessons we can learn for the future. Meanwhile, disappointed families hope to run a mini Wonderland in Milton Keynes this weekend. It'll be at MK Ice and is only for people who booked for the now cancelled Winter Wonderland event. Eleanor Arms from Wolverton is organising it. There's five people that have come together. We're just parents from Milton Keynes. We've just come together to give the kiddies what they need and want this time of year. We're working all hours to get this to where it needs to be. I've had about two and a half hours sleep for the past, I think, three nights, but it'll be worth it. A two-car crash closed the A41 Aston Clinton bypass in Buckinghamshire for five hours overnight. Three men were taken to hospital after the crash just after 11pm. One person was led to safety and four dogs rescued after a fire in Sawbridgeworth overnight. Hertfordshire Fire Service says the fire in Hatfield Heath was caused by cooking. In cricket, Australia have regained the Ashes, winning the third test in Perth by 150 runs. England were all out for 353 in their second innings. And in football, Watford are searching for a new manager following the resignation of Gianfranco Zola yesterday. The weather, a dry morning with hazy sunshine, but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon. Today's high is 8 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. We're coming to towns and villages all across our counties. 
BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Come for the day. Come and have lunch here. Have a wander around. Talk to people. See what's going on. All this week in Buckingham. Very loyal people and everybody knows each other, which is very nice. They do things for children at Shandos Park and everything. And it's No, it's really good. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past seven. It's Tuesday, the 17th of December. Boy, oh boy, have we got a lot of stuff for you. Well... They're using scanners to keep yobbos, pickpockets and thugs out of Watford's clubs and bars. What do you think, good idea or is it Big Brother gone crazy? We're catching up with a group of parents who are vowing to save Christmas for the children of Milton Keynes after the winter wonderland debacle. And Bruce Forsyth, is he too old? I say yes, I say yes. We're also trying to think of a TV programme as well. It's got Angela Rippon, Gloria Hunniford and another old lady. I think they go around solving crimes. I think it's called Hangdog, but I'm not totally sure. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can uh, send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Shirley's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Ian. Shirley, what can I do for you on this wonderful, wonderful Christmas morn? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you And it, it is Merry Christmas, not Happy Christmas, isn't it? Well, it's... N- just oh, people yeah, say merry, some say happy. People that say happy are wrong, and it really winds me up. It's Merry Christmas, it's Happy New Year. We get merry oh, at Christmas, we're happy... Yeah, it, ah, exactly. That's true. Uh, apology Actually, accepted. yes. My snowman, light-up snowman that's in the window says Merry Christmas. Of course he does, because he's a snowman, and snowmen yeah. know the correct thing to say. The yeah, snowman yeah. wouldn't say Happy Christmas, that's insane. Yes. Insania. Shirley, what can... Yes. I, oh, Shirley, hang on a second, hang on. Stand up and salute. Stand up and salute. Right. Are you standing up and saluting? I am. And then do a curtsy. Yes, I've done that. And then do a cartwheel. Oh, yeah, you'll be lucky. Yes. (laughs) Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's, um... uh, Oh, no, hang on a second. He's only the ambassador. It's not the... I thought it was the king. I thought it was the king. Uh, Flipping (laughs) it. Colin, I do apologise. I thought you were the king, Colin. It's all right. He's only the... um, He's the ambassador of Dunstable. I feel a bit silly now. Oh, right. We've broken the etiquette rules, Shirley. Oh, dear. Never mind. Never mind. Who wants to go first? Well, I don't mind. Ladies first. Ladies first, right. I... Got a feeling that program was called Rip Off Britain. You're talking about Hangdog, yes? You think Hangdog was called Rip Off Britain? The, the Gloria Honey, Honeyford program, I think, was Rip Off Britain. Is she right, Colin, the ambassador of Dunstable? I do believe so. Here's an interesting fact about Gloria Honeyford. Yes. I worked with her about a year ago on this morning, uh, mm-hmm. and she was it was like her 70th birthday or something, and do you know what she was going to buy herself as a birthday present? No. God. A tattoo. Oh, you're joking. She was going to get a tattoo, I think, of a, of a fairy or an angel, on her ankle. Oh. Dirty. Oh, dear. Isn't that awful? At that age, yes. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, she's such an elegant woman, though, but, ta- oh, dear. No. <laughs> not, not elegant getting a tattoo done. Oh, I don't like tattoos, full stop. Oh, no. no. I don't either. Have, no. You gone, have you gone off her now, Colin? 
Who? Gloria? Yes. No, I've never really been on her. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to? Uh, no. Shirley, have you, let's moving swiftly on. <laughs> Shirley, have you gone off her? No, I haven't. I think she's a lovely lady. Do you want to see more older women on TV? Um, yeah, why not? Why not? Why should we be discriminated against? That's right, yes. We I should agree. not be discriminated. Just because we're older. I mean, I'm in my 70th year now. But just because we're older, why should we be discriminated against? Absolutely. But s- saying that, Brucey's too old, isn't he? No, he's what? not. I like Brucey. Oh, he's, he's rubbish now. I like Brucey. Some of his jokes are a bit silly. Yes. <laughs> but I do like Brucey. I it- think, I think he's, he's, he's wonderful. He's so agile. Well, he- hardly. He can hardly move. Well, I don't know. Colin, I- have you ever been on Brucey? No. Would you like to? No, 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 no. Never really liked him. No. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Colin and Dunstable, Shirley and Milton Keynes. Um, Rip Off Britain, it was called. Not, not called Hangdog. Thank you very much for that. Right, now, we live in a country where you can pretty much come and go as you please without anyone asking you to prove who you are, unless you fancy a night out in Watford Town Centre. For the past year, photo ID scanners have been used at the town's most popular bars and pubs. They don't just check your age, they'll also check whether you've been in trouble elsewhere, which is how 250 people found themselves completely banned. It made us wonder just how bad things had got in Watford Town Centre. Justin Dealey went down there to investigate... I met this young man. Um, I was walking underneath the subway, me and two other mates. Uh, saw a couple of, couple of people making trouble up ahead, just mind our own business, try to keep us to ourselves, and then they just just attacked us underneath the subway. And how bad were the injuries? Uh, my mate's been put in hospital, he's just had surgery on his face, two plates, one above his eye and one in his cheek. And um, luckily I come out with nothing, but apart from my mate, it's ruined, he doesn't want to ever come out again, so... And this was totally unprovoked. You were simply having a pint and you were walking into town. Yeah, just walking into town. It wasn't even late. It wasn't so just just underneath the subway. No no like noise from us. So they just they just started swinging punches at us. That's all it was. Yeah, that is absolutely shocking. So that happened at the weekend. What else have you seen here on the high street at weekends? Uh, glassings. I haven't I haven't seen any just glasses a lot of a lot of trouble we were sitting in an ambulance after this attack there must have been three or four people with us been, been beaten up as well so okay and just lastly you must have been to to other town centers locally in the area is this by far the worst one for trouble oh yeah i'm from luton i originally grew up in luton and i've never seen some stuff like that up there i've seen the occasional fight loom but no glass in no not it's known for his aggression the aggressiveness in Watford, Watford Well, that uh, paints a pretty horrific picture, doesn't it? David Wheatley is the Chief Inspector of Watford. Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. Is this what we can expect in the town centre these days? Well, certainly the, the figures don't show that. Um, uh, figures show that violence is down and crime is down across sort of the nighttime economy within Watford. 250 people banned from bars and clubs since this technology was introduced. That does seem like quite a lot of people. What, what are they being banned for? What have they been up to? It's a range of things, Ian. Uh, as part of a condition of entry to, uh, to get into the pubs and clubs at, at Watford, you have to show identification, as you do with sort of most town centres. Um, if you have been subject to, say, a banning um, order as part of the scheme of which the clubs adhere to and sign up to, 
then you could uh, be refused entry as you come into. But also, if you're showing out fake identification to get into the clubs as well, you won't be allowed entry. But, but what, what, why would people be banned? Apart from the fake ID, what kind of naughty things have they done to warrant a banning? Well, all of the pubs sign up to the scheme, and it's not just a scheme within Watford. The, there is other um, schemes within sort of Manchester and sort of the south as well, in Brighton, and all those schemes are linked up. If you've been banned, say, a club within uh, Brighton, for instance, for uh, violence or possession of controlled drugs, then what happens is when you try to get into a pub at uh, Watford or a club, that will then uh, show up as part of the scanning as you enter. And how long is the ban? It depends on sort of this, um, the severity of sort of the offence that you've um, sort of been involved in. From a sort of simple possession of controlled drugs, which obviously happens, you can end anything from three months, but it could last indefinitely, but usually average around six months. And th- this data, who has access to it? Um, the data's held um, bet- between the pubs and clubs. It's a, it's a pub scheme. It's run by and run on them. Uh, we, we support it. It's held um, within, say, a cloud, shall we say. And as part of a condition of entry, um, as uh, nobody has access to the data, it's held by Scannet itself. Um, although you can access that data if you request it from them. But as you enter the club, that, uh, as part of the condition of entry, it will flag up whether you've been in trouble before. I didn't realise you needed, that we were turning into the States, and that you needed ID to get into clubs and buy drinks. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been to clubs. But when, when yeah. did this kind of happen? It seems, it seems a little unfair on perhaps the casual boozer. Well, we, uh, Scan is purely for people who, um, as a condition of entry, have been in trouble before. It's part of the partnership's approach to having a safe night out in what... But everyone needs their ID, don't they, to get into these places? And, and, yes, and of course, and I think it's accepted that um, if you're going to go out in pubs and clubs these days, then um, as a part of a condition of entry, and it's a condition of entry which is imposed by the clubs themselves, that um, you will show your ID to gain access. What other measures have you introduced to make Watford a safer town at night? Well, there's a lot of things which you've been doing. ScanNet's just part of it. I mean, I've been working in Watford for five months now and um, as a chief inspector, and what I've seen is a, is a fantastic uh, partnership approach to licensing. I think historically uh, Watford has, a, has had a bad reputation for... Uh, for violence within the nighttime economy, but we've got a, certainly got a great relationship with the partnership, a robust licensing department, um, and it, along with sort of charities, uh, Street Angels and God After Dark, you sort of got a, shall we say, a partnership approach to uh, to dealing with nighttime economy and, and making what feel feel a safe place to go and go and eat and drink and have a night out safely. David, thank you very much. David Wheatley, Chief Inspector for Watford. Well, what do you think? I didn't know. I listen. I've been to pubs and clubs for years. Never liked clubs. Not a fan of pubs. Taking ID to get into pubs, is is that common practice? I know in the States, what's great in the States is you can't buy a drink, an alcoholic drink, unless you've got ID with you. It's weird. It makes some... Someone explained it to me once, and it makes some kind of crazy sense. Uh, And I remember being, uh, well, in my 30s and not being, uh, being refused a drink. Uh, in uh, an American uh, bar. And those were the days I was thirsty. Boy, oh boy, was I furious. But it, it sort of makes sense if you have to assume that you always take your ID with you. Is that the case over here? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. It's also the number to give me a call if uh, you want to uh, talk about Bruce Forsyth. Another thing I hate, people, I hate people who say Happy Christmas. It's not, it's Merry Christmas. I hate people who say Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth. It's Bruce Forsyth. He says that, though, doesn't he? No. He calls himself Forsyth. No, he calls himself... He better call, No. That's because he has to take a breath quite a lot throughout his name. Bruce... <gasps> Forsyth! That's what, that's what he's doing. It's Bruce Forsyth, 
And it's the Forsyth Saga. And it's Freddie Forsyth. Are they brothers? Father and son. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. It's 7.15. Let's get the travel with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 eastbound, there's a lane closed at Long Lane. Queues are going back past the Denham roundabout now on the M40 to the M25 junction. M1 London bound, there's been an accident between 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware with queues on the approach. It's also looking slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. The M25 is starting to struggle anti-clockwise between 21 for the M1 and 20 for Kings Langley. And public transport, there are possible delays and cancellations of up to 40 minutes on East Coast, First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 7.16, it's Tuesday the 17th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A scanning system in Watford has stopped 250 people with fake ID getting into pubs and clubs. Parents in Milton Keynes are planning a mini wonderland for people disappointed by the cancelled winter wonderland event. And in cricket, Australia has retained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth. The weather today, mostly dry, rather cloudy, some rain later and a high of 8 Celsius. Wowzers! BBC Three Counties Radio. Have a wonderful Christmas on BBC One. I've never been one for the boisterous Christmas party. I'd rather sit in my festive onesie playing games like Guess the Christmas TV programme. So here's a clue for you. I'm going down the square to enjoy a swift day Medna Everage in the Wormwood Scrub. Easy. OK, this one's about a 900-year-old man, even older than me, who travels extensively. Yowzers! All right, nuns on bikes, nurses on bikes, nuns who are nurses on bikes. Steady. If Claudia's clues left you in the dark, see the full BBC One Christmas schedule online, including EastEnders, Doctor Who and Call the Midwife. Search online for BBC One Christmas. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Scott has tweeted me, am I reading too much into this? Uh, aren't his Brucey's jokes meant to be rubbish? No, they're meant to be funny gags. They're meant to be good gags. And listen, he is, I, I, I've, I've always thought that Bruce Forsyth is brilliant. He's one of the greatest. He's just too old. That's the thing. Now, he's too old, isn't he, Doug the dad in the Milton Keynes car park? I think so, yeah. But I actually rang up early on to give you the, uh, the uh, TV programme. Hang on. It was Charlie's Angels. Sorry? I've got a TV programme that was on. was Charlie's Angels. That was a... Although, a Charlie's, a Charlie's Angels with those women would be awesome, with uh, Angela Rippon, <laughs> Gloria Highfoot and the other yeah. one. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, imagine. <laughs> you could have Bruce Forsyth as, as Charlie, couldn't you? There you go, you see. Now we're talking. Imagine <laughs> Gloria Rippon, uh, Gloria Rippon, Angela Honeyford. Yeah. No, hang on a second. The other one. Imagine <laughs> yeah, the other one in a tight leather cat suit doing karate. Yeah, I'm feeling sick now, mate. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, I, I heard that old people actually, you know, do it and stuff. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I know, you see? Doug, thank you very much indeed. 
You don't get. I mean, you, when you get old people in dramas, it's it's a, they make a thing. It's Rosemary and Time, isn't it? They make a thing of it being old people. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give me a call. Got some texts here. How about more older men as well as more older women, as you suggest? Michael and St. Neots. Well, there there are older men. That's the thing. TV is full. Yeah, TV is full of older men. It's called the telly, older men on television. It's it's common. All of the newsreaders are older men and beautiful younger women, you know. You generally can't have a television, a light entertainment programme on a Saturday night without an, an old man, young woman partnership. Rob from Leighton Buzzard has, uh, uh, does what we do in our house. I say we, my wife. We Sky Plus Strictly Come Dancing so we can skip through the embarrassment of Bruce Forsyth and it's obvious that the celebs cringe at his jokes anyway. Do you know what he reminds me of? Go on. You know that uncle you've got? He comes to the parties and everyone goes... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's that, isn't he? He's he is. become embarrassing old uncle. Yeah, oh, dear. He means, well, you know what he's like. Just leave him to it. Oh, dear. Oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give me a call. Oh, look, it's Laura Forsyth. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Very quick, very quickly, just while we've got you on, because we're we on to talk about something completely different, how do you say your last name? Um, Forsyth. Forsyth. Does it annoy like you? Bruce. Does it like annoy Bruce. you when people say Forsyth? No, that's fine. Oh, it annoys Either me. Either way, it's fine, I don't mind. Are you related to Bruce? Um, no, unfortunately, I'm not. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> he's too old, isn't he, for the telly? No, he's lovely. He's oh, you're too, you're too nice, Laura. Now listen, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what the reason we've got you on. Yesterday, we we told you, uh, dear listener, how children from a dance school in Milton Keynes were left devastated after their performance at the ca- catastrophic Winter Wonderland was cancelled. Well, Laura called up yesterday. You're, you're from the Sue Coles School of Dance, aren't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and you called up because you and your dancers between how many have you got? Between six and sixteen. How many dancers have you got? And there's 55 dancers in total. And you were booked to perform every single day, weren't you? Yes, we were, yeah. When it got cancelled. Have you heard anything from the organisers yet? Um, No, we haven't heard anything from the organisers, actually. Nothing. And you got, obviously, the the whole thing got cancelled, so your performances got cancelled. How are you feeling? How how did all the the kids feel? Um, I had a few of the little children in tears. Oh, were, no. Yeah, and the children, like, in the younger group, like, age six to eight, they were so excited about doing it. They were in tears and needed a big cuddle. Um, so, and it's just because they put so much work into it and they've got such lovely costumes. And it would just been such a nice thing to do just before Christmas. It would been really, you know, getting them in the spirit. Now, really as, nice as, as adults, but as, as adults, we would have been disappointed. But when you're six, seven, eight, and you believe in magic, to have something like that cruelly snatched away from you, it, it, it is huge and it's devastating, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a real shame. Well, you came on yesterday, and we spoke to Stephen from Destination MK, and he's managed yeah. to sort you out a gig, hasn't he? Yeah, we're going to perform at the Escape at the weekend, which is amazing. It's really cheered the kids up. It's so, brilliant for them. Do you know exactly when you're performing? Um, I think we're going to perform there on Saturday um, afternoon. I think probably about 4.30-ish. OK, fantastic. But it's just being confirmed at the moment, but okay. I can let you know when they are for definite, when it's been confirmed. Well, that's so. very, very exciting. Are you up for any more gigs? Yes, you, definitely. You got some more. We'll stay there for a second. Now, Andrew uh, Cullen is the Executive Director of MK Dons. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Now, you got in touch with us after hearing Laura on the show yesterday, didn't you? 
I did, yes. Yeah, uh, we were lucky enough to have um, Laura, uh, Sue Coles, and uh, all the dancers and instructors at our Christmas party on... Uh, on uh, the kids' Christmas party, Young Dom's Christmas party on Sunday afternoon, and they were absolutely fantastic. Now, Andrew, be honest, be honest, okay? Were they any good? Because some, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you get kiddies dancing, and you know it's cute, but it's not necessarily any good. Were they any good? We had them for half an hour doing a set, and they had everybody absolutely spellbound. Um, and you know the dancing, the professionalism. It was clear they'd been rehearsing and practicing for such such a long time. And uh, the costumes, as Laura just mentioned, were absolutely fantastic, sensational. Fantastic. Now you want that Laura and the dancers to come and do a gig with you at the Milton Keynes Dance? Is that right? We'd love to have them uh, at the Dons. We'd love them to come back and do that set again for a much bigger audience, um, both uh, in our in our ballroom and uh, on the pitch at half time as well. On the pitch at half time. Wow. That's right, yes. Now, but now, I don't know if you heard now, Laura's diary is suddenly getting very, very booked. And <laughs> it's, it's gone from being empty to being very, very full. When would you like her to do it? Well, we've got a couple of games coming up over Christmas. We've obviously got this Saturday, um, but we also have a game on New Year's Day as well against Colchester United. So uh, we've got a couple of opportunities, and uh, if they had time to fit us into their schedule, um, we'd be delighted uh, to have them perform here at Stadium NK. Laura, what do you reckon? That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. The children absolutely love that. Thank you. What kind of crowds do you get there, Andrew? What, how many people will be watching? Um, we're averaging this season just under 9,000 people, so uh, hey. it will be uh, it'll be, it'll be a big audience. Oh. Our ballroom as well, we'll have an audience of about 500 in there. Oh, much. come on, that's better than some grotty winter wonderland, Laura. <laughs> no, that is, that is just brilliant. Thank you so much. The kids will be absolutely thrilled. Thank you. I tell you what's great about this horrible disaster with this complete rip-off that was the Winter Wonderland is we're getting people like Stephen from Destination MK, people like Andrew from MK Dons, uh, people who are organising the, the mini Winter Wonderland, all coming together and trying to help each other out, which is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's amazing. I can't believe what's happened just in one day of being on the radio. It's so good. Thank I know. Well, it's, so it's because it's Christmas and because people want to help. And we had so we had so many nice texts as well yesterday. Hearing after hearing how excited uh, you were, uh, Andrew. Listen, you're you're a top bloke. Who are you playing this weekend? Give, give let's give give you a bit of a plug, shall we? Yeah, we've got Port Vale on uh, on Saturday. Uh, it's a big match for us, cause having come off the back of a, you know, we've had a great win on Saturday against Wolverhampton Wanderers, so uh, we're keen to keep the momentum going, and uh, so that's a three o'clock kick-off on Saturday, and then we've got a couple of away games over Christmas, and then New Year's Day back home at, against Colchester. Fantastic. Andrew Cullen, uh, uh, Executive Director of MK Dons, I wish you all the best of luck, and thank you so much for making the offer. It's very generous. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, and Laura, it just gets yep. better and better, doesn't it? It does. It's brilliant. Thank you so much. Well, send my best to, to all the dancers and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Oh, hang on a second. Ka- Catherine wants to have a quick word. Laura, keep dancing. I-, I wanted to have a word with you, actually. Oh, OK. All right, then. But, Laura, I'm so pleased <laughs> it's working out for you. Best of luck. We'll Thank speak you. to you. We'll, we'll probably you get you a gig at the Royal Albert Hall soon as well. Don't worry. <laughs> get a manager. <laughs> Laura, well done. And Laura Forsyth there. Forsyth. I did it then from the uh, Sue Cole School of Dance. That's nice, isn't it? We're doing nice things. Brilliant. Should we carry on doing nice things? Go on then. I want to just give a quick plug to the um, the parents who are trying to organise the Mini Wonderland now yes. in Milton Keynes. It's yes. going to be happening on Saturday. If you had a ticket for the failed Winter Wonderland, you can redeem it there, but you need to book ahead. Yes. They are looking for help. If you're out there and you have, for whatever reason, a whole load of toys, new toys we're talking, aren't we? Or decorations. Yes. 
they would love to hear from you. We have their number. If you want to give us a call, we'll try and come on. Those people can, through. Can, can one of the local toy shops in Milton Keynes? I don't want to get all not too Noel Edmonds here, but come on, one of the toy shops in Milton Keynes. Phone up and just donate a load of old, load of toys or a purveyor of fine decorations. There is one in Milton Keynes. It's fantastic, and we know that they're never knowingly undersold. Maybe they're listening. Listen, with the BBC, we're not allowed to plug anything. But if you come on, we'll plug the hell out of you, won't we? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five. And I don't want. Don't keep phoning up if you just like you, you know you've got a spare kaplunk or something. Do get in touch directly with the organisers. But if you're one of the big stores in Milton Keynes, give us a call. They also want paper, wrapping paper and tape. So if yep. you can help with that, that would be brilliant. So how can, they, how can some of the smaller donations get in touch directly with them? Have you got an email address we for them? We have their phone number we have here. I okay, give out. okay, give out the phone number. This is for if you've got the smaller bits and pieces you can donate. Give oh, this number a call. 07565. 492018. That's 07565 492018. Right, but if you're one of the big stores and you want to donate a load of stuff, you can do you can fill up a cab full of stuff, couldn't you? You can fill up the back of a car full of stuff. 08459 455 555 and we will plug the hell out of you like we're not allowed to do at the BBC. Uh, there we go. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. If you work at one of the bigger stores, uh, just, just give your manager a quick call now and say, look, they're banging on about it at BBC Three Counties Radio. One of the big stores in Milton Keynes. Phone up your boss, your manager. They're banging on about it at Three Counties Radio. If we donate a load of toys and some wrapping paper, we'll get a mention on there. Come on, you can do that, can't you? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, on Facebook about Bruce Forsyth, Hannah says, I think it's too much for him, really. He has, he's had to miss a few shows uh, down to not being well. I do love him on the telly. I think it's time he retired now. He's not there every week. If I didn't turn up, you know, if I took a few days off because I was a bit old and a bit tired, I wouldn't keep my job. Can you tap? Um, I probably could, it's easy. Kevin says, no, he's not too old, but Ian Lee is. What? Wow. Alison Smith says, nope, he's amazing. Let him decide when he's ready to call it a day. Yeah, because that's how the real world works. Well, it's not the real world telly. Telly doesn't work like that, does it? We have too few older people on telly, so we should hang on to the ones we've got. We've got to hang on to him, otherwise he'll fall over. 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 eastbound, there's a lane closed at Long Lane, which is causing big problems. There are queues there back to the Denham roundabout on the M40 to the M25 as well. On the M1 London bound, there was an accident between 5 for Watford and 4 for Edgware, and there are queues on the approach still. The M25 anti-clockwise slow between 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound is slow through the Stevenage junctions 8 and 7. Public transport, there was a signalling problem earlier between New Barnet and Alexandra Palace. Uh, that's affecting East Coast First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. All lines being diverted via Hartford North, which is causing possible cancellations and delays of up to 40 minutes. That's on services into Kings Cross and Moorgate. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Jane Killick. 250 people have been banned from bars and clubs in Watford since a new identification scanning system was introduced a year ago. The ScanNet technology informs door staff if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. The Airports Commission has published its shortlist of preferred options for expansion. Two involve expansion worker Heathrow, the third the creation of a new runway at Gatwick. 
The organisation which licensed the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes says it'll be more careful in future. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day, following hundreds of complaints. The weather, hazy sunshine this morning, but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon and a high of 8 Celsius. On to sport, and Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth to go 3-0 up in the five-match series. England were bowled out for 353 in their second innings, with Ben Stokes scoring his maiden test century before being dismissed for 120. The wicket of James Anderson was the final one to fall. Johnson's on his way, bowls to Anderson, he's there, and that's side into the next side, he's taken! Anderson is out, Mitchell Johnson takes a wicket and how fitting it should be that it's Mitchell Johnson that takes the wicket that wins Australia the Ashes. In football, Watford are searching for a new manager following Gianfranco Zola's resignation yesterday. The Italian quit after 18 months at the helm. The Hornets haven't won in nine games. The former Watford midfielder Derek Payne believes the club should appoint someone who has gained promotion into the Premier League. For me, someone who's proven proven that they can take the team out of the championship and I think that would be good for Watford and I think it's a good sign in a way a sign for the fans that the Pozzos do want to be at the top of the league by what they've done by this resignation now that the Pozzos want to move the club forward. It's understood Glenn Hoddle will be interested in becoming Tottenham manager for a second time. Hoddle was in charge at Spurs between 2001 and 2003 and is among those tipped to replace Andre Villas-Boas who was sacked yesterday. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Luanne's in Flittick. Morning, Luanne. Morning, Ian. I don't know if I want to talk to you. Well, I don't know if I want to talk to you either. Well, then, shall we end it here? No, we shan't. I'll tell you why I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) furious with you, and I don't use that word lightly. You called up uh, uh, ages ago when we were dishing out uh, ambassadorships, Mm. begging, begging me to be the ambassador of Flittick. Amptill. Amptill. Thank you. Begging me. This is where I'm angry. And then halfway through, he said, I've, oh, I've got to go. I've got to take the kids to school. I said, no, if you're going to be the ambassador, you said, I've got to take the kids to school. I'll give you a call back tomorrow, innit? You never call me back. I'm really sorry. Yeah, and then I did some investigating. Oh, no. I, I did a little bit of digging. You want to be the ambassador of, of Amthill? You don't live in Amthill. No, I don't live in Amptill, but I was born in Amptill, my family was born in Amptill, and I have my shop in Amptill. And you live in Flittick! I know. You're Bad, a, an infiltrator. I'm right on the edge, though. No, uh, yeah, I'm right on the edge at the moment, Luanne, <laughs> right on the edge of banning you for life. What have you called in for? Well, um, if you're not going to ban me, then I'd like to try and redeem myself. Try and redeem yourself. Um, well, as most listeners know, I actually own a toy shop in Amptill. Oh, OK, yes. Well, you don't live, yes. <laughs> And and where you're not the ambassador for. Yes, yes, I got it. Yeah, go on. And um, I would like to donate 50 pre-wrapped presents. Oh, oh, hang on a second. I'm still angry with you, but the anger is dissipating. 50, what, this for the the mini Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland thing? Yes. Hey, that's superb. It's pre-wrapped. Now, let me just check, because I was a child once. Are they decent? 
They are worth retail between three fifty and five pounds oh, per present. That's fantastic, Luan. That's superb. Right. Well, in that case, then you well that fifty. Did you say five zero? There's approximately fifty in a box. Yes. Wow. Look. Look at you. You're just covering your back in case there's forty eight in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can let you know when I get into work. Think that that is awesome. Well, in that case, let's you get the chance to give your shop a, a, a nice big plug, then, Luanne. Oh, thank you. So go on, tell us where it is. We are Fairies and Frogs Toy Shop in the centre of Amptill. Um, we're not a big establishment, but we are a traditional shop, and we don't sell your normal run-of-the-mill stuff. It's proper good old fa- Listen, if what's the name of the shop again? Fairies and Frogs. Listen, big toy shops. If fairies and frogs in Ampthill can donate 50 pre-wrapped pre- presents and prizes for the kids, then come on, you bigger shops. You can at least double that, can't you? <laughs> You make me feel really small now. No, 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 I'm not, oh, I'm not meaning to. I'm trying to big you up. I'm just, show, I'm just showing that you are far more generous than any of the big companies that are out there. Oh, 50, no. pr- 50 prizes and presents is a wonderful <laughs> donation, Luanne. Thank you very much indeed. Well, we know we saw the children's faces. We, we, do a, we do a grotto at the weekend, which we're completely full, so I apologise. Nobody can come to it because we're oh, full. Oh, but we actually did all of our profits to the air ambulance this year, and just seeing the children's faces when yeah. they came out was just wonderful. And thinking of all the children that kind of got disappointed at the weekend, it made my heart break. I just thought, I just feel so sorry for them wanting to go and see oh, this it, big event. It's heartbreaking. So is it Toadstools and Magic and Flitic? What is it called? Uh, What's it? Fairies and Frogs right. in Amptill. Right, Fairies and Frogs in Amptill. You're still not going to be an ambassador. Okay. Although you've not been banned. So all right. That's, that's worked that's well. Good, then. Luan, that's you're, very good. you're very kind. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Take care. There we go, you see. I'm not trying to make her feel small at all. All I'm saying is if, if an independent retailer like that can donate 50 prizes, 50 presents, all pre-wrapped, come on, you big department stores and you big toy shops, for goodness sakes, pull your finger out. Sort it out. Luanne and Flitting, excellent stuff there indeed. How generous. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Now, a Luton school has withdrawn from the Barnfield Federation, citing the uncertainty over the government investigation into the organisation. Potteridge High School was due to convert to Barnfield East Academy in September, and parents had already bought the new uniforms. Joined now by its Chair of Governors, Bill Pollard. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Ian. Bill, why have you made the choice to withdraw? Um, well, really, the continued delay from uh, April, in effect, was when we were originally meant to convert, has just led to kind of uncertainty and frustration for the school and, I guess, for the students and the parents. And we really needed to kind of regain control and be able to move forward. So why has there been such a long delay? Um, I guess that was uh, really for the DFE to, to sort of tell us, but... Um, uh, like a lot of other academies, you know, the process is a very long one. It's been longer than, than we certainly expected. And at the end of the day, um, Barnfield were kind of leading on that for, for us. And we weren't able to go over the line. Barnfield Federation, of course, being investigated by the Department for Educa- uh, Education. Some of the, the uh, accusations include grade massaging um, a- a- and bullying. Uh, we, we discovered last night that report is probably going to be released the first week of, of, of 2014, maybe the second week. Th- was the investigation, was that a key thing? Do you think that that was possibly damaging your reputation, being linked with that? Well, I, I think, I'm saying that was part of our decision-making process, that you know we didn't want to be linked with that, I'm so. But regardless of the outcomes of, of that investigation, we're just keen on on moving our school from where we are as a good school to an outstanding school. And 
without being able to take strategic decisions ourselves because if we were going to become an academy, clearly we had to take uh, Barnfield's or wishes into account. We really couldn't continue as we were. Uniforms have been bought, haven't they? That, that, that cost a lot of money. What's going to happen to those? Um, I wrote to two parents um, yesterday um, telling them that um, we've put uh, things in place with the uniform supplier who will be supplying them with some uh, badges for uh, the kind of putting over the blazers at our cost and will also be replacing any of the uniform at our cost. And it's really only one of the years, which is 90 pupils, which is year seven that came into the school. So it won't be costing parents anything? It won't be costing parents anything. And we've arranged a meeting with the parents on January the 9th um, to to come and talk to us, the local authority, and the head teacher about any concerns they have. What's your view, uh, uh, Bill, of the uh, Barnfield Federation? You must feel very let down by them. Um, I I think they're caught up in a set of circumstances that, that, I guess, doesn't help them in terms of meeting, you know, their, their sort of objectives. And it certainly didn't help us. So, you know, we're focused on what we can do now. And, yeah, the outcomes of, of that report is, is for them to worry about, not, not for us. Bill, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's go to line one. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, boss. Dave, your band. <laughs> Let's go to line two. Dennis is in Luton. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Dennis. What can I do for you? I heard this morning that there's going to be a... Bo- well, they're recommending or going to apply for a bypass at Buckingham. We, are t- we were talking about this. Yes, a, a bypass for Buckingham. Uh, the, the councillors think it's going to be an excellent idea. What do you reckon? Well, what about one for Luton and Dunstable? Oh. About time we had one, because they've been talking about it for about 55 years. And Luton and Dunstable are in a hell mess. Oh, someone's got a little catchphrase, haven't they? <laughs> hey, someone's got a cheeky catchphrase. <laughs> what, how would, why, why should Luton have one? How will it benefit? Ian, be, you take Luton in the morning, you even Dunstable, yes. and at the evening, even during the day, Luton is at oh. a standstill. Yep, yep, yep. Everywhere you go, there's a standstill. There's Where? Block, roadblocks. Luton's not at a standstill. It is. Where? Have you come down into Marsh Road in Leegrave? Yeah. It, right the way through the day, it is at a total... The traffic even goes up Sunderland Park Road. I'm, t- I'm typing away because I got sent... Or where is it? I got sent an interesting email uh, yeah. about Luton um, and the Dunstable Bypass. It was a... Oh, where is it? It was a conspiracy theory. And someone... Let me just see if I can find it. Where it would have been yesterday's show. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Uh, record hop, court drive, shared space, performers, sports personality, Studio 1B, some news... Uh, did you call the vinyl heads? No, I can't find it. Basically, someone's put forward the conspiracy theory, Dennis, that um, the Luton to Dunstable busway, it's all part of a bigger project that we don't know about. That basically, huh? Dunstable is being prepared to be absorbed into the city of Luton. Oh. Oh. Well, oh. Well. Oh. Well, what difference is that going to make? It's, you can't go up the busway. Well, many people try to go up the busway, but uh, what the difference? 
You know, we've been talking about Luton and Dunstable Bypass for the fi- last 50 years. Yeah. We've got nothing. You go to Bedford, they've got, five it, by- they've got five by- bypasses. Yes. Now, Luton haven't got one or Dunstable. Why? Can we ask the council? Because Luton is coming to a total gridlock. Hello? We're off again. Hell mess. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm just trying to, um... I'm just trying to find that email. It was a really good conspiracy theory, and now I can't find it to save my life. Um, it was a great conspiracy theory about the bypass. Maybe it wasn't an email. Maybe it was a dream. That's the kind of stuff you guys make me dream about now. You forwarded it to me, did you, Catherine? Ah, was it? Okay, let me have a little look. Uh, let me have a look. You forwarded it, did you? Where, where, where? Uh, but I might have done it on the uh, other system. Oh, oh. I remember doing it. You didn't dream it. Oh. Uh, Hang on. Did you, was it on EMPS, do you think? Here it is. I got it. Go on, read it out. Go on. Hi, Ian. Do Hi. You recall, do you recall some time ago I sent you a text message about the busway? No. Uh, Tony Higgs? No? Oh, Higgsy. Yeah. yeah. I said the busway is not a service for now, but for the future. Oh. I said that Luton Council wanted the busway to go into Dunstable so Luton can get a foothold in Dunstable and build some houses. You said, wow, our first conspiracy theory oh, on yes. the busway. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Luton Borough Council had a hidden agenda all along with this busway. Very devious of them, don't you think? Dunstable is very soon to become, and this is in capitals, a part of the city of Luton. Watch this space, regards Tony Higgs. Okay, so there's the conspiracy. Look at Kelly trying to do a quiet voice. I know. I've just seen a a Facebook comment. I'm tempted to ban Andrew Taberner from Facebook. How dare you? On the subject of Bruce Forsyth being too old. He's a legend. He should really start to enjoy what years he's got left doing what he loves. And if being on telly is what he wants to do till his last breath, who are you to judge? I'm a viewer and I pay my licence fee. Let's debate if Lee and Lee should quit radio. It's Sir Bruce after all. He would say Lee and who? Not the best topic of the day. Yes, it is. Lee Exactly. That's what he's written down. What is John? John, what do you want? Um, you just had Dennis on. Yes, it is. Yes. You switched him off. Or you... You, you bumped him off again. Disgusting. Is, who did I bump off? I'm confused now. Dennis, that's your brother. Yes. He'd finished his point. No, he didn't. He wanted to speak on, but you let his, you oh, bumped uh, him off. What, what did you disgusting. think? Disgusting. What? Is it disgusting? <laughs> it's disgusting. What did, what did Dennis want to say, John? About the bypasses of Luton. What did he want to say about the purposes of Luton? <laughs> what did he want to say, John? What do you want to do? Not, not, are you going to ring up the council no. and find out? No. I'm not going to ring up... No. What a hell yeah. mess at that BBC Free Counties radio, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> can we have that for a trail? <laughs> yes, we can. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still problems on the A40 eastbound. A lane is closed there at Long Lane. There's recovery work going on after an accident. Queues are going back past the Denham roundabout on the M40 to the M25 junction. 
On the M1 London bound, things have cleared after the earlier accident between 5 and 4, but things are still slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. On the M25 anti-clockwise, things are struggling between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. <laughs> sorry. And on public I'm transport. I'm so sorry, Alice. I'm sorry. I'm just, I didn't realise my microphone was on. And I'm reading a very funny Facebook comment. That's absolutely Continue, fine. continue. <laughs> on public transport, there was an earlier signalling problem, which is affecting East Coast, First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. That's affecting services via Kings Cross and Moorgate with possible delays of up to 40 minutes. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. This is what made me laugh, Alice. There's people talking about Facebook on there. It's all get very nasty and personal. But then Gillian says, what gives anyone the right to judge a person by age or gender or race for that matter? Bruce is the only person to judge if he's too old. Can anyone else... Can... <laughs> Can anyone be too old to use the word wowzaz, for example? I leave that to you, Ian, to answer. That's an excellent example. <laughs> thank, um, you, thank you, Rose. I'm, too old. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing in the middle of your report. How rude. How rude of me. Can anyone be too old to use the word wowzaz, for example? I leave that for you, Ian, to answer. Thank you. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. More of your Facebook comments in a bit, but right now it's 7.47. It's Tuesday the 17th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A system to spot fake ID in bars and clubs in Watford has led to 250 people being banned. Parents disappointed by the closed Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are organised a mini Wonderland this weekend. In sport, Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating the heck out of England. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather great start this morning, but it's an improving picture. One or two spots of rain around, but it's moving south and eastwards. And behind it, some brighter weather. We'll see maybe some sunshine this afternoon. Some hazy sunshine anyway. Maximum temperature, though, feeling colder. 8 Celsius, 46 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, for tonight, we'll see the rain return for a time. It will move away eastwards post-midnight. We'll get some clear spells, and that means mist and fog patches developing. But the minimum temperature down to around 4 or 5 Celsius. Tomorrow, a similar sort of day starts off dull, some bright spells, then rain, but it's the wind that becomes a feature, turning very wet and very windy tomorrow afternoon, and then overnight Wednesday into Thursday, we'll get some strong winds accompanied by heavy rain. That's your forecast. Every weekday morning from nine. That's ghastly. It's absolutely disgraceful. Don't talk about morals because he doesn't care about the man in the street. The biggest local talking points. I found out a couple of hours later it was a murder. Over the phone they phoned me up and told me. I don't know why you're pissing on that man. The JBS Show. I feel it's out of place in this country. Let me be really frankly honest with you. Local government and government are doing a good job here. I never call in but I feel so passionate about this topic. The JBS Show. Weekdays from nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh dear, the Christmas spirit really seems to have uh, in- infected us. Very infected, I- uh, enriched, uh, invaded. No, aroused. Still bad. Mm. Time. Oh no! La, 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 la. It's Christmas. And um, listen, time. while you're doing la, this, la, 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 la. Yeah. plug again Christmas for people to help time. out. La, 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 oh. la. You do it. Christmas. Christmas. I can't do it over this. La, la, la. Why okay. doesn't Mum ever join in? Because I, I hate that song. But it's the I love Christmas. So you don't want to plug? You don't want to plug this Christmas? I really do. Well, go on then. You're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. 
You plug it, we'll sing. Yeah, we're like, we're like, listen, when they do um, Help a London Child or whatever on ITV or they do those Santa things, they always have to have Christmas music in the background. No, they have Christmas music so that people know it's a Christmas thing. Okay, do some Christmas music then, not that. It's Christmas time. You don't want to plug it? Christmas time. I'm going to have to for the kids. Christmas time. Right, remember the Winter Wonderland everyone was going on about yesterday? Can you do a bit quieter? It's Christmas time. <laughs> Some of the parents have got together and they're giving you another It's Christmas, Christmas time! La 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 la! To put a smile on the face of a child this weekend who didn't get to see Father Christmas and perhaps it's it was the best time. time they didn't la, get to see la, him. La, la, la. Father Christmas. All the ladies! Top. Stop it! Time. Stop it! La. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Right. BBC Three okay. Counties Radio. I tell you what we'll do. Let's do this thing about the bypass, and then we can come. We can do the plug when we you've calmed. We should cal- do the plug first when, and after. When you've for that, calmed you down, owe me two. When you've calmed down a bit, Catherine. I owe, I've owed you two, but I'll give you one. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your hair's gone up at the back. Oh, has it? <laughs> it really do you remember Mister Majika? Yeah. You're doing that. Yeah. Oh, really? It's magical. Some yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Funny. Earlier. We were talking about plans for a bypass for Buckingham. It's one of the things that people are telling us is needed for the town as part of the Three Counties Big Tour. It's now formed part of the local neighbourhood development plan. But is it the answer for tackling traffic congestion? The town of uh, Baldock in Hertfordshire got a bypass back in 2006. Its town centre manager is Murray Fastia. Good morning, Murray. Morning. How have things been for the town since the bypass was built? Um, in what relation? If talking about traffic congestion, then overall it's improved things. What was it like before the bypass? Um, well, it was a nightmare, I think. For, to get in and through Bulldog was at least in the peak periods in the morning and, the af- and, and after work. You're talking 20 minutes, half an hour, just to, to queue up to get through Bulldog and, and then and, out again. And it's, it's, it, it's improved considerably. You're not seeing those problems anymore. Not so much. There's still one route coming in that's a bit congested with the, where the traffic lights are, but overall, it's, it's yeah, heaps different. And, and how has the trade been affected in the, t- the town? D- d- some people might suggest that with a bypass, restaurants and shops might suffer a little bit as less people are going through. Well, yeah, across the board, um, most businesses in town have, have faced exactly that. I mean, there's downturn, there's, there's way less people coming through town, so there's no foot traffic. People are not stopping off popping in the restaurants or any, any of the businesses, as it happens. Murray, can I ask, am I hearing a, a New Zealand accent there? Yep. How on, how on earth have you gone from New Zealand to, uh, to Bulldog and being the town manager? That's, that's quite that's a, a trek. Story. Yes, that's quite a trek, yes. I've been in England for the last, I don't know, 14 years, I suppose, now. Which, which, is, which so. is better, Bulldog or um, Christchurch? Uh... Oh, no, Murray, you can't say that. <laughs> You've got to say it. That's where I'm from. I, I suppose you have to. Home is always the place. Uh, the, mm. Murray, w- the, would you recommend a bypass for, for places which suffer from bad traffic? Do you think, if you weigh up the pros and the cons, do you think it's, it's generally positive? Well, generally it's positive. There's two ways of looking at it. There's the business side of it. And, I mean, all the businesses have faced, have faced a downturn since the bypass has gone through. But, I mean, you can't always blame the bypass specifically for that because there's been a lot of things going on around the world. Um, with huge recessions, it's mm. caused a lot at, at about the same time. So it looks like it's possibly all the bypass, or it's not all the bypass. But on the plus side, Bordock is, is a lovely place now. It's got a beautiful, nice high street. Um, there's a screen, there's trees around, and 
for a general public's point of view, I think Bulldogs are much nicer play. Mm. Finally, Mary, I, the reason I picked up on the accident, I've got a brother-in-law who's, who's a Kiwi, uh, and every Christmas his mum sends him over a big box full of New Zealand sweets and crisps and, and, and treats and things like that. Do you get the same thing from, it, from your family? Uh, well, I don't. My daughter does. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. Fantastic. Murray, listen, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. That's Murray Fastia. He is the town centre manager of Bulldog in Hertfordshire via New Zealand. 08459 455 555. Right, my microphone is off. Kelly Betts' microphone is off. Catherine Boyle, make it work. No pressure. The Winter Wonderland Milton Keynes closed down early. Lots of unhappy children, lots of very unhappy parents. They're doing something about it. If you have a ticket that you now can no longer use for Santa Claus at the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland, because it's no more, there is hope for you. This weekend, some of the parents have got together to make a mini Wonderland, but they need your help. Now, we've already had a very generous donation from Luan from Fairies and Frogs in Amptill. She's given us 50, count them, 50 wrapped presents. What can you do? 08459 455 555. Come on, help us out. We're trying to make sure that the people of Milton Keynes get their children to see Father Christmas this weekend. They want presents. They want decorations. Can you hear anything? They want presents. They want decorations. They want paper. They want tape. They want your help. Can you help them? 08459 455 555. Now, listen. Well done, you. Uh, listen, if a, if a small independent toy store has done it, then come on, for goodness sakes, you big toy stores in Milton Keynes, pull your finger out. Now, listen, you're knocking out Christmas time la-la-la-la-la song. Yeah. But yet, movers and shakers are digging this tune. Who did we have in the studio yesterday? Um, Councillor... Nigel Young. Yes. Nigel Young, who is a very well-respected man about town. Mm. What did he say to you, Kelly Betts, after his interview yesterday? He said, which one are you... He checked because he knows Kelly. I'm not a fan. Kelly, he went, Christmas time. Yes. La, la, la. Councillor Nigel Young. Yeah. The, himself. It's almost the same as having Nelson Mandela or Tony Blair sing it to us. Isn't it? It's the exact. So, Catherine, would you like to apologise? No. OK. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. Bruce Forsyth, is he too old to be on uh, television? Uh, Drake says on Facebook, yes, he is. Stars need to know when to retire. They were great. Don't lose that by being old. Past it and still trying to be what you were. Adjusting what you do as you age is the secret. I fear for the Monty Python reunion for that reason. The same goes for Paul McCartney, Terry Wogan and David Cameron. OK, Cameron isn't old. He should just retire. Amanda says he was too old 20 years ago. Michael says, oh, a bit more lazy radio then. Lazy radio? Michael, lazy radio? I'll have no such thing. Carol then goes on to say, uh, no one should attack Ian Lee either. He's doing his job as well. Thank you. Uh, And Steve says, unfortunately, he is too old and probably not doing his health too good. Most of the stars he's acted with and done shows with are no longer here. He's done brilliantly, made many a Saturday night great fun with the Generation game. And that's the thing. I'm not saying that Bruce Forsyth is rubbish. That would be easy to do. If it, no, it would be difficult to do because he's not. He's brilliant. The Generation game, um, play, play your cards right. I used to love play your cards right. I think, wasn't it Friday, sort of 7.30, something like that? <laughs> That was it, wasn't it? How was that show, turning cards over? Okay, dollies, do your dealings. You just got some. Um, do- that's good impression. Okay, dollies, do your dealing. Oh, that's no. more like Tommy Steele. That was I a little. I like bit. it. You, mm. Not like that. No. Okay, uh, but he, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. His one-man shows are brilliant. 
But Saturday night television, I just don't think that that's... I think he's a little bit... Sometimes he looks embarrassed about the jokes. Yeah, yeah. And he's not got that... He's not got that pizzazz anymore. Wow, he's not got that wowzazz anymore. Are you old enough to use that? I don't know. It's too I, old. I don't know if you're too old or what. I think that was the hint. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us uh, a, a call on this. We've sent J-Dog out um, to talk about this as well. We'll get J-Dog on the show in a little bit. I, I miss his uh, dulcet tones. But if you want to have your say, 08459 455 555. And come on, this mini Milton Keynes wonderland, for goodness sakes. We've had a small independent toy store who's donated 50... 50 pre-wrapped presents or you big departments if you work in one of the big department stores or one of the big toy stores maybe you're quite low down the rung of the ladders phone up your bosses now tell them they've got an hour to come on and do uh, the the, uh, world a little bit of good by giving some presents be part of a great news story let's turn it round that's what I was trying to say I've got lost in music no turning back Oh dear. I think I'm having a little bit of a breakdown. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still a lane closed on the A40 eastbound. That's at Long Lane and recovery work going on there after an accident. Queues are going all the way back past the Denham roundabout on the M40 to the M25. The M25 itself, slow anti-clockwise between 18 for Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound, slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. Problems on public transport today. Possible cancellations and delays of up to 40 minutes via Kings Cross and Moorgate. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. New technology bans 250 people from clubs and bars in Watford. Options for expanding London's airports are published and parents in Milton Keynes attempt a mini wonderland. BBC Three Counties Radio. 250 people have been banned from bars and clubs in Watford since a new identification scanning system was introduced a year ago. The ScanNet technology informs door staff if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. Sergeant Simon Mason says it prevents crime. We had a, a gentleman who came, tried to get into one of our nightclubs. We went and spoke to the gentleman, uh, eventually had grounds to search him, found some fake ID in his pocket, eventually got his official real name. He was wanted for going to a nightclub in Brighton for stealing mobile phones. Two proposals to expand Heathrow are on a shortlist produced by the Commission asked to consider how to increase capacity at Britain's airports. The third idea is to make the list is uh, to build a new runway at Gatwick, but the Commission hasn't ruled out a new airport on the Isle of Grain in the Thames estuary. A school in Bedfordshire is having to pay for changes in uniform after deciding to part company with the Barnfield Federation. Putteridge High School has changed its mind about joining up with the organisation to become an academy in September. Chair of Governors Bill Pollard says it's partly because of the government investigation into Barnfield. 
regardless of the outcomes of, of that investigation. We're just keen on, on moving our school from where we are as a good school to an outstanding school. And uh, without being able to take strategic decisions ourselves, because if we were going to become an academy, clearly we had to take uh, Barnfield's sort of wishes into account. We really couldn't continue as we were. The organisation which licensed the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes says it'll be more careful in future. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day, following hundreds of complaints. Bryony Fox from the Parks Trust says they work with many events organisers and this is the first time anything has gone so badly wrong. In the 10 years I've been here, we've, you know, never had a, a cause for concern like this. So, you know, we'll certainly in the future look into that more closely when we're taking bookings from people. Meanwhile, parents in Milton Keynes are coming together to run a mini Wonderland this weekend. It'll be held at MK Ice and is only for people who can prove they booked the cancelled Winter Wonderland event. David Cattigan is one of the organisers. We have a centre, we have a venue and we have children to see centre and we have presents. So it is a definite go ahead. We just need the people of Milton Keynes to get behind us, whether it can be wrapping paper, sellotape, brand new gifts. Cash donations can be done, but gifts would be amazing and it will just help us get behind Milton Keynes and make this amends. In cricket, Australia have regained the Ashes, winning the third test in Perth by 150 runs. And in football, Watford are searching for a new manager following the resignation of Gianfranco Zola yesterday. The weather, a dry morning with hazy sunshine, but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon. Today's high is 8 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Buckingham. Very pretty, very pretty, very historical. I like the market and the people. Lovely place, nice, friendly people. It's a small, traditional market town. And you've got all other different kinds of shops. Well, there's so many, so much going on. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Buckingham. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past eight. It's Tuesday the 17th of December. It's almost Christmas, kids. Who'd have thunk it? I'm well excited. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including they're using scanners to keep yobbos and thugs out of Watford's clubs and bars. What do you think? Barring people from pubs? Makes sense? Where have you been barred from? We're catching up with a group of parents who are vowing to save Christmas for the children of Milton Keynes after the Winter Wonderland debacle. And I don't want to be rude, but Bruce Forsyth has just announced that he's going to be doing another series of Strictly Come Dancing. Have a good sit-down, Bruce. Have a sit-down and a cup of tea. You're getting too old. Facebook com forward slash bbc3cr you can send me a text 81333 start your text 3cr or you can give me a call 08459 555555 across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio some facebook comments on brucey Jenny says, I don't know whether it's down to his age, dreadful gurning, or poor gag writers, but I'm with the lady who records Strictly and zips through his painful waffle. And yes, he is the embarrassing uncle at the party. Okay, who actually sits down and watches Bruce's parts? We record... Steady, yawn, for goodness sakes. His bits. No, hang on. 
his things. No, oh, you know, his, um, his, no, I can't do, I can't say that, it's too vulgar. We all fast forward through it. Yes, his, his, uh, his links, that's it, thank you. Joe says, I don't mind him on the TV. When you think of Strictly, you think of Brucey and his puns. He may be old, but he keeps it alive. His repetitive puns are something we know, and they're like a nice hot cup of tea on a cold day. What? Rob says, I think it's time to change. Anton to Beck to host, perhaps. Love your show, Ian. It keeps me smiling. Oh, I read out some uh, nice comments. I don't normally do that. Sorry. Ignore that. And Steve says, Anne Robinson needs to go. She can't read a sentence without fluffing it up. I, I suppose the BBC are keeping her to show they're not ageist. Dave's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Dave. Morning. What can I do for you, David? Um, right, your appeal for uh, gifts for the uh, Milton Keynes... Um, Winter Wonderland. The, the, the mini Winter Wonderland that's replacing that's the it. farce that was was taken place for a, that took place for a day and was awful and was pulled. Yes, what you got? Yeah, um, right. I've got a box load. It's a, um, a PS3 box load, so give what? you an idea of the size. Oh yeah, uh, it's full of Santa's magic keys. What? They're all brand new. They're like a pendant, and you basically they're you know the perfect gift for off Santa. So he can oh. get into the house. Fantastic. Oh, oh, I see. So Santa, you can use it to get into the house if he can't fit through the chimney. That's right. How many have you got, David? Well, there is a, around about 100, oh, possibly more. Mate, that's, that, listen, that is fantastic. Stay on the line. We'll get your details to the people. Yeah, they are. Are they new, Dave? Yeah, they're all brand new. Father Christmas hasn't used them, has he? No. Good stuff. Dave, stay on the line. We'll put you in touch with the people who can help. Look, so we've had a, a small independent toy shop. In uh, Amptill. What's it called? F- fig, and fig lights and, f- and fish. Fairies and frogs in Amptill. Yeah. They've donated 50 wrapped presents. Yes. Uh, D- Dave's donated a load of keys, 100 keys for Father Christmas. Which are brilliant, by the way. Where, where are the big stores? Where's, 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 where's your John Lewis? Where's your Toys R Us? Where's your early learning centre? Hopefully the people are talking to their people and then they're going to talk to the people. Phone up. Phone up people and do it. Oh, wait. 459 455 why should it be all down to the little people? The big people should get involved and do bits and pieces. Now, Hearts Police say ID scanners introduced in bars and clubs in Watford a year, a year ago are helping to cut crime by Eastern European gangs. Oh, it's taken an, an Eastern European slant. ScanNet works by highlighting uh, by highlighting uh, to see if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. Bans lasting at least six months can then be imposed across every venue which uses the equipment. Sergeant Simon Masters says the system has made Watford a safer place to be. Firstly, the ability to get rid of organised criminals. They don't. They see the machines, they don't even come into our venues, or indeed we can ban people doing those sort of things so they can't get back into our venues. But secondly, it's, it's the violent crime. If someone commits an offence of a violent crime, then they're liable to be banned from the nightclubs. They can't come and do that again. You thin the crowd out, you get a better crowd of people in. As some of the managers in this place have already told you, it's achieving cultural change. You get rid of some of the people that are going to come out and do silly things. Nicer people are more inclined to come out, you have a better feel of the place. It's nicer for everybody, which is what we obviously strive for in any town and city. Nick Pickles is the director of the Civil Liberties Group Big Brother Watch. Morning, Nick. Morning. You heard uh, the sergeant there, ScanNet is making Watford a safer place to be. Well, and I think the problem I have is that it's possible to achieve a good result here without the issue of privacy. Um, if you read ScanNet's data protection policy, it's kind of laughable. They're storing a, a scan of your passport or your driving license for more than three years. Now, I don't mind being checked if, uh, if you're barred. It's like the old pub watch system. But you shouldn't be storing a copy of someone's passport for three years. How long should they be storing it for? Well, as long as it's necessary to achieve the function. So as far as I'm concerned, 24 hours is probably ample. Um, they need to store it. If they've, if they've banned someone for six months, though, they need to keep it for six months, wouldn't they? Well, no, this is, so this is the point. Is ah. If someone's banned, 
then you have a list of who is banned, and you just check if people are going through the door, are you on our banned list? But if you're not banned, and you're not on that list when you go through the door, I think it's a serious issue of privacy, especially in an age of identity theft, for a private company to be storing a copy of your passport for three years, to me seems far too intrusive. In principle, it's a good idea, though, isn't it? Because we don't want to go to pubs and clubs and have idiots there that have, uh, have caused fights or stolen phones or things like that. No, and I think this is where the, you know, the principle of privacy is that if you've done nothing wrong, then your data shouldn't be treated in the same way as someone who has done something wrong. And where you've got people who have been kicked out for starting fights or have been convicted for offences, those people have crossed the line and I don't have a problem with their data being stored to stop them coming back. But what I think shouldn't happen is that if you've never started a fight and you've never been convicted of an offence, that this company should be storing your passport for three years, to me is intrusive when you are innocent and have done nothing wrong. Can you ask them to remove it? Well, the hilarious thing is that um, it has to be legally they have to say it's voluntary. But, of course, it's not much of a choice if they say, scan your ID or you're not coming in. Mm. Um, but they have to say it's voluntary because that way you are essentially consenting to it. Um, so they can, they can store it for, for, well, more than three years if they want, um, whichever document you use. And the, the, the data protection statement they have doesn't put you in any real control. And worse allows them to use the data details for marketing purposes. Oh, oh, hang on a second. What, so they can, what, what kind of marketing purposes? Well, this is exactly it. You know, the, the, the headline of this is just about the police. And then you read the small print and it goes, we can actually use this data for marketing purposes and take the detail from your ID and use that. Now, ah. that is a big, big step away from keeping people safe in a nightclub. You had to use ScanNet to get into a, a bar. Is that right? Yes, yes. I, I was in the, and, and the hilarious thing was that I asked the the, uh, the Privacy Nerd 101 question of how long are you keeping this image for, and none of the staff had a clue, mm. uh, which I think is a big problem, because if you're going to be scanning sensitive personal documents, the staff using it should have a vague idea about how it works. Do you think that it's fair that if you're banned from one premises, you're banned from every venue that has that technology? Well, one of the things that I am concerned about is is essentially people making decisions like they are judge and jury, without someone ever being convicted of an offence. And so I'd much rather scan that be based on a, you were convicted by a court, and the court has issued a banning order to pubs and clubs. But if you've got some Muppet that's starting a fight, or has been caught nicking phones, and he gets chucked out, and you can, you can, you can identify who that was, and you can block them from getting in, then surely we should be stopping those people, shouldn't we? Well, the priority for me is getting that person convicted and locked up. And what I think is dangerous, and we've seen this in other areas, is when the, the, the blocking becomes the easy thing to do. So people just say, oh, we'll add him to the list, we'll block him, he can't get back in, rather than actually pursuing it and going, no, the person who he hit or the person who's phony stolen wants some justice, and that person needs to go through the policing system and go to court. This shouldn't be an easy option that means people don't get prosecuted. But that's, that, isn't that the way it's always been in pubs and nightclubs? About to see some trouble, grabs the, the fella by the neck, the scruff of the neck and chucks them out. And, and it, it very rarely goes beyond that in terms of legal procedures, does it? No, I think you heard the sergeant there. You know, these, people are starting, these people are committing assaults. Mm. Um, and it is a problem that, uh, that in the old days, bouncers would just kick you out and you'd go on to the next club and cause the same problems. So if you're going to put a system in place that does have this privacy implication, at least make sure it's used to the full extent of the law so that the reason you're intruding on people's privacy is actually justified by seeking to prosecute people, not just by making management's life a little bit easier. 
Nick, always good to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Nick Pickles, director of the Civil Liberties Group Big Brother Watch. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Should we have a quick look at the front pages? Yes, let's do it. The Daily Telegraph. Bleak future for 40-somethings. That's me! <laughs> That's me! People born in the 60s and 70s, I was born in the 70s, will be the first modern generation to be worse off than their parents in retirement. Oh. Oh, that's that's fun. Don't worry, it'll it'll never happen. If we ignore it, it will go away. Um, David Cameron sh- shaking the hand of a tiny soldier. Is that a lady soldier? Um, don't know. Is it? it yeah, yeah, it's a lady soldier. Isn't that nice. Oh, that's incredible. Well done, then. Fifteen thousand migrants a year sneak over from Calais. Oh. Up to 15,000 migrants are crossing the channel from Calais illegally every year and the British authorities are hypocrites for failing to tackle the problem. Says who? Says who? Says who, Catherine? The Daily Express? No, it's the Telegraph, but oh. who is, who, which official authority UKIP. is telling us? No, it's the French town's deputy mayor. Oh. Who are we listening to that muppet for? What does he know about anything? Get me to, the mayor, then we'll talk. Yeah, I want to speak to le maire. Is that French for mayor? Monsieur le maire. Yeah, monsieur, monsieur le maire. Or madame la maire. You never know these days. You don't know these days. I mean, the camera's shaking hands with a lady soldier. I've got no idea what's going on. The Times. Uh, vitamin pills are a waste of money, experts warn. Oh, really? Supplements taken by one in three could even be harmful, you say? I've always thought that vitamin pills were a waste of money. Vitamin supplements are always a waste... Vitamin supplements are almost always a waste of money with no health benefits. A group of experts has said after analysing some of the world's most comprehensive research involving half a million people. I could have told you that. Things we know that don't work, okay? Vitamins, Chinese medicine and homeopathy. Those are three medical treatments that we know have no impact whatsoever. Vitamins, they're just little tablets that do nothing. Chinese medicine, it's bark. And homeopathy, oh, for, it's watered down nothing. 08459 oh, five. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 eastbound, all lanes have been reopened after an earlier accident. There are still queues, though, that remain back past the Denham roundabout on the M40 to the M25. On the M1 London-bound, things looking slow between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. And the M25 is queuing anti-clockwise between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. The A1M southbound slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And on public transport, services via Kings Cross and Moorgate may be delayed by up to 40 minutes on East Coast, First Capital Connect, First Hull Trains and Grand Central. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 17th of December. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A system to spot fake ID in bars and clubs in Watford has led to 250 people being banned. Parents disappointed by the closed Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are organising a mini Wonderland this weekend. And in sport, Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth. BBC Three Counties Radio. Radio's Big Tour. 
coming to towns and villages across beds, hearts and bucks as we bring you the three counties like never before. It's a huge trip celebrating all that's amazing about where we live. Very loyal people and everybody knows each other. It's a small traditional market town. Very, very friendly place. Oh, it's always a very friendly place. We're in the marketplace in Buckingham. If you've got a story everyone should know about, let us tell everybody about it. Send us an email to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. Come for the day. Come and have lunch here. Have a wander around. Talk to people. See what's going on. Everyone mingles and everyone's very friendly. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week in Buckingham. I've always been part of Buckingham life. BBC Three Counties Radio. You've never had the anxiety dream where you're back at school and you've, you're sitting an exam or you're, you're, an exam is coming up and you're the age you are now uh, and all your friends from school are there, they're the age they are now and they've, they've all done the work and you haven't done any revision for it. I have never had this dream. I have this dream so often. Really? It's anxiety. Right. You get it, you get it Catherine, do you? I get it all the time. It's, it's, it's a really common dream. I mean, Kelly, Kelly's still at school, aren't you, Kelly? In many ways. Yes, yes there we go, you see. I, I get it all the time. It's, oh, it's the worst. You have uh, you have unresolved issues don't from I your from your school exams. No, don't I? I did very badly. In I frankly couldn't care less what I got. No, oh. I couldn't. Well, I couldn't care less now in the real world. <laughs> and looking back, I wish I'd dosed around even more because really, yes. the exams really don't mean. But you were saying you had bad dreams last night. That's why. Yeah, we were... weird, weird dream. Well, I'm not feeling very well. I had yeah. those. You know those weird kind of slightly ill dreams yeah, you have. Yeah. Slightly, slightly feverish. Slightly feverish. Yes. And you wake up and you're not quite sure what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> I had that last night. Oh, the voices mm. on the way as oh, well. Don't even don't draw oh. attention to it. Ginger, hot, fresh ginger. Boil it up. Lemon, half a lemon, and some honey in there. That will sort you out. That's what I have every time my voice starts to go. Really? And as you notice, I, I never take any time off for losing no. a voice. No, no, <laughs> exactly. It's the only thing that brings it back when it goes. Right. Yeah. What was it again? Ginger. Boil up some fresh ginger. No, it's nice. Uh, you, you, you peel it, you chop it up, you put it in some water, boil it on a low boil for 30 minutes, half a, a lemon, uh, lemon in there, some honey. Mmm, delicious. Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. It'll help. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll try it. I'll try it just for you. I thoroughly enjoyed your show yesterday. Oh, did you? With um, uh, Franco Lorenzo, or Lorenzo Franco. Yes, we? Lorenzo Franco. Yes, yes. Well, after 10 this morning, yeah. we have a lady who's coming on who is going to say, and apparently she firmly believes this, that all the parents who are complaining about Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes, they got what they deserved. Really? We'll hear from her after 10 today. Oh, I'll be listening. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. They got what, the, what did they deserve? I they... don't know. I've not spoken to her yet. But that... apparently she wants to come on and she wants to explain that parents who are moaning got what they deserve. They deserve to watch their children crying and being heartbroken. I'm not sure. Well, I'll listen to that. We'll hear what she has to say after 10. I'm sure people can probe her. Yeah. What's, what's on your show at nine? Coming up on the big phone in this morning at nine, I'm asking, do you think child benefit should be limited? Conservative MP Nadim Zahawi has called for child benefit to be limited to those who have one or two children. You'd be all right, Ian. Yes, thank you. He argues the benefit and tax credits should be removed from people who decide to have three or more children. Mr Zahawi, a millionaire, has apparently told journalists that many couples take the decision to delay having children until they can afford it. Adding, if you can't afford kids, why expect the state to keep them? 
Well, are his comments naive and poorly judged, or do you agree with what he has to say? This morning from nine on the big phone-in, do you think child benefit should be limited? You can get your call in now, 08459 455 555. Do you think it should be limited, or is it perfectly acceptable we pay for numerous children? I think, uh, I think you should only have kids if you can afford them. My gut reaction is, yes, I think it should be limited. We get child benefit. I don't know if we still get it. We probably do. And we don't need it. It should be means tested as well, I think. Well, it's it's uh, going to be stopped, isn't it, for people who I believe are earning more than... A couple who are earning more than £50,000 together. Right. Um, but two people who earn £40,000 apparently will still get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, of course, is going to affect people who are at the top end of the, the scale. But what about the people who are at the bottom end of the scale who can't really afford to have one child? Yeah. So why are they having three or four? Your views from nine on mm. this. Do you think child benefit should be limited? 08459 455 555. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What? We still haven't had a call from any big businesses. Come on, early learning centre, Toys R Us, John Lewis, John Lewis, Tesco's, Tesco. Come on, guys. They're all in Milton Keynes. This is a story for Milton Keynes. What, 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 what do we want to call in for? We want right Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. Everyone was talking about it yesterday. So what do we do? Shrug our shoulders and walk away from it? No, the no. parents are setting up an alternative Winter Wonderland so that children who've got tickets to see Santa that won't be honoured otherwise will get to see the big man. It's happening this weekend. Obviously, these things normally take ages and ages to organise. They haven't got that time. They're just mums and dads who are really just trying their best to save Christmas. And that's that's the, word, the, the words they're using, save Christmas. What they need from you, donations, please, of toys, wrapping, so we need paper as well as tape, um, and decorations. If you can make that happen, please give us a call, 08459 but we, uh, but, but if you can, if we want, want big companies to come. If you're a smaller kind of thing with maybe like one or two boxes, then then please take them directly to the people involved. But we've also had these brilliant offers. We I have mean, had. David Milton Keynes gave us the box of Santa's magic keys. That's yep. just fantastic. Thank you, Dave. And also Luan from Amtil's Fairies and Frogs toy store. It's only a small store. She managed 50 pre-wrapped presents. If come she can on. do it, come on, Tesco. You finished? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Call me now. Oh my goodness gracious! Go through the rest of the front page of the newspaper. The Independent. The biggest emergency in the UN's history. Three quarters of Syria's population of 22 million will need aid to survive next year. Oh, they've got different covers. Uh, the, the packets of hula hoops are different in Syria. The reason I say that is a picture of a child hold, holding a hula hoop packet, and it's just a different packet. Unprecedented call for member states to contribute £4 billion to prevent humanitarian catastrophe. When did the newspapers stop? I mean, yes, that's a big story. There's not a lot in the newspapers at the moment. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, look, it's Obama and some children. Barack and Michelle Obama, The Guardian, were, uh, and their daughters uh, were at an event at the National Building Museum in Washington. They are pictured with children dressed up as elves. And there's one kid pulling a face. When will Obama stop having pictures taken with people? Huh? Um, judge condemns NSA for data hall. Orwellian collection of phone records is likely to be unconstitutional, the court rules. Boring. Let's have a look at the Daily Mail. Poorer than your parents. Oh, for goodness sakes, it's Christmas. Can't we have some fun stories? Meagre pay rises, dwindling pensions, sky-high property prices. If you were born in the 1960s or the 70s, you'll retire poorer than your parents. 
Let's do the sun, then we'll go to the express in a second. The sun. Uh, BA won't fly England to the World Cup. British Airways is refusing to fly England to next year's World Cup in Brazil. BA says it does not have a plane available for Roy Hodgson's squad. But an airline said the £10 million cost was to blame. What? The FA was stunned by the snub after a year of talks. Full story, page four. It's like Lufthansa not flying Germans. FA blast BA for World Cup snub. British Airways was blasted last night over its World Cup snub to England's football team. The FA claims it's been in talks with the national carrier for a year and cannot understand why BA will not fly... Well, they know it's pointless. They know it's absolutely pointless because England are going to go over there and they're going to get knocked out straight away in media more. A British Airways source has told The Sun it all comes down to the money and, frankly, the kudos of the unlikely scenario of England flying home with the trophy does not outweigh the economic cost of ripping up the schedule. Oh, wait, 459-455-555. I've saved the Daily Express because of two reasons. Well, first of all, 100 miles per hour storms to blast back. Deadly gales this week and more on Christmas Day. A ferocious storm is set to pound Britain from tomorrow with 100 mile per hour winds and blizzards before another arrives in time for Christmas Day. Forecasters gave the ominous double warning. It's an ominous double warning as two vast weather depressions edge towards the UK. But the main thing on the front page of the uh, Daily Express is this. Exclusive, I'll keep dancing, Brucey to stay on as Strictly host. See page seven, we go to page seven. It'll be nice to see you, to see you nice, next year on Strictly Brucey. Not my best. This is an exclusive by Giles Sheldrick. Sir Bruce Forsyth has delighted his army of fans by agreeing to host next year's Strictly Come Dancing. The showbiz legend turns 86 in the new year, but his love of live TV is stronger than ever. Despite months of... I used to love doing live TV. They won't give it to me now. What does it mean? I just turn up at BBC. I, hello, I used to do live TV. I love it. Can I have another one? His supporters were given a Brucey bonus last night with the news he's ready to keep hosting the hit show with co-star Tess Daly. Much Love Brucey has hosted BBC Strictly since it launched in 2004. Last night, the Daily Express was given the first indication he would be urged to stay on by senior BBC executives and is expected to put pen to paper on a new deal in the spring. Now, let's be honest, OK? We like Brucey. He's a nice fella. I think he's brilliant at what he did. But, 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 he's too old, isn't he? Bruce has no saturation point, says an insider. He defies television gravity. I can't think of anyone else who appeals to three generations. I don't think the public will ever tire of Brucey. I think they have. Mark the Trucker texted him. Bruce Forsyth is beyond his use-by date. He's not humorous. Um... Oh, Sheila. Y- yes, uh, did Dave... Uh, the Dave who called in with the keys, did he have a shop to mention? I don't know if he did. You're right. If he did, he didn't have a shop. He was just a nice bloke, wasn't no, he? No, he does a lot of car boots. He does a lot of car boots. He, uh, Sheila's, he does a lot of car boots, so that's why we didn't get a plug in there. Oh, Anne, you silly sausage. Homeopathy works. This is because of one of the front pages of the newspapers. Talks about vitamins not working. Things we know that don't work. Vitamins, Chinese medicine and homeopathy. They don't work. It's all a load of old tosh. Anne says, homeopathy works. Doctors wanted, my 18, wanted to put my 18-month-old daughter on steroids for eczema. I chose homeopathy, which cured her and still keeps it in check if it flares up. Do not knock it unless you've tried it. I've tried it. It doesn't work. I've seen other people try it. It doesn't work. We can do the homeopathy debate for the last 30 minutes if you want. 
But honestly, it's a. Do you know what homeopathy is? It's a tiny tablet. It's like 0.001% of Arnica. What even is Arnica, for goodness sakes? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things are finally easing on the A40 eastbound. There was an accident earlier on at Long Lane. In Chesant, the A10 southbound, slow between Turnfold and the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. On the A1M southbound, things still slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And the M25 anti-clockwise still queuing between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On public transport, services via Kings Cross and Moorgate may be delayed by up to 40 minutes on East Coast and First Capital Connect. This is Alice Gossett, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. 250 people have been banned from bars and clubs in Watford since a new identification scanning system was introduced a year ago. The ScanNet technology informs door staff if ID is forged, fake or tampered with. The Airports Commission has published its shortlist of preferred options for expansion. Two involve expansion work at Heathrow, the third the creation of a new runway at Gatwick. The organisation which licensed the Winter Wonderland in Milton Keynes says it'll be more careful in future. The event in Campbell Park was closed down on Sunday after just one day following hundreds of complaints. The weather, hazy sunshine this morning but clouding over with patchy rain this afternoon and a high of 8 Celsius. On to sport and Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth to go 3-0 up in the five-match series. England were bowled out for 353 in their second innings with Ben Stokes scoring his maiden test century before being dismissed for 120. The England captain, Alistair Cook, says his team have been second best throughout the series. We haven't been good enough. Um, Australia have outplayed us in, in all three aspects of the games, really. Um, and it's, it's tough to take. You know, in sport, you, you go out there and you put, your, you put yourself on the line. And if you're not good enough, you get found out. And we haven't been good enough in these three games. In football, Watford are searching for a new manager following Gianfranco Zola's resignation yesterday. The Italian quit after 18 months at the helm. The Hornets haven't won in nine games. Our Watford commentator, John Marks, offers his thoughts on who the new manager might be be that they would be looking for another name because that is what they want. They want Watford's profile to continue to be high. I also wonder whether it could be somebody that we may all never necessarily have heard of because Mm. it would be someone that they would have identified from somewhere that either they've worked with before or know of. The former Tottenham chairman, Lord Sugar, has told the BBC Andre Villas-Boas paid the price for irresponsible spending on transfers this summer. Villas-Boas was sacked yesterday and Sugar says spending over £100 million on seven new players this summer showed inexperience. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll be back with a full bulletin at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 459 455 555 is the phone number. Can you give me a call if you if you genuinely, genuinely think that Bruce Forsyth is up to the job of hosting a live television show every week? Well, he can't be up to the job of doing it every week because he's he's always off. Every time I watch it, it's hard, it's it's uh, Claudia Winkleman and Tess Daly doing it, both of whom are excellent. Why don't you ever get two women presenting a show as well? That's the thing. You get two blokes 
or a bloke and a woman, the bloke's the main host, of course, you don't get two women hosting a show, do you? 08459 455 555. Give me a call if you genuinely think that Bruce Forsyth is up to the job of hosting a live weekly television show. I don't think he is anymore. I know I'm potentially committing uh, um, BBC suicide here by saying this because uh, I've already had a warning email from Paul Scoynes, political reporter, says, "Uh uh-oh, Ian, watch out, you're crossing the Rubicon uh, because you can't diss Brucey. But uh, he's just just not up to scratch anymore. Is he, J-Dog? Deary, deary me. Oh, what? Oh, deary, deary me. Oh, go on. You are talking nonsense this morning, aren't you? You've changed your tune now. We're no, on air. Yeah, not at all. Do you know Bruce Forsyth, he's on TV. As I mentioned to you earlier on, the X Factor against Strictly. Strictly, this year, they have well and truly battered the X Factor. And a big reason for that is Sir no. Bruce Forsyth. No, People it's not. love him. No, it's not because of Bruce Forsyth. It's because it, it, the figures are flawed, and I'll tell you why. Go okay? on. The first reason the figures are flawed everyone's got a sky plus or a video cassette recorder right so they watch one they film the other they record the other yeah right so so the, the, the numbers are probably the same so those those barb figures that's the the, the organization that collects the live viewing figures mm. they mm. don't consider the number of program people that have recorded it and watched it later even right. though they could get that down to the the, the exact number yeah and they don't do that and it's the format of strictly that is is so successful it's not brucey you could say the same about your programme. You could say, well, what? you don't need me. It's the format of the show. It's local news. Whatever programme is on TV or on radio, nine times out of ten, people tune in because they t- like the presenter. I tell you what we, what we don't need, Justin. Mm-hmm. We don't need you. No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. Don't be so harsh on yourself, hey, listen, mate. Listen, I could talk myself out of a job here, but, you know, a reporter on The Breakfast Show, it doesn't matter whether it's, uh, I suppose you could say, whether it's me or somebody else. Else, you'd still be reporting local news. But I would like to think that people like what I no, do. you're right. And listen, you, you are my secret weapon. And it is down to personality. And I, mm. I uh, don't want to b- blow my own trumpet, partly because I don't have one. But what we are doing is different from what other local radio stations are doing at breakfast. That's a fact. Yes, because of the presenter. Exactly. Yes, but, but, a bit like Brucey. Exactly. Thank you. You've just argued yourself. How have I argued myself because out of it, this? you're saying it's down to the personality and it's down to the presenter. Yeah, Brucey. But Brucey doesn't have the personality anymore. He, well, the person personality has is of when you go and visit your granddad in the sheltered accommodation. <laughs> but who doesn't like going to see their granddad in sheltered accommodation? Yeah, you, you, you like the idea of it. Then once, you, once you get there, you think, oh, God, what, what's the earliest I can leave without looking rude? I just think, you know, if he wants to be replaced on that TV show, I don't think it would be the same. I think a lot of people this morning moaning, saying he's too old, he's past it. If he was to go, those people, deep down, they would miss him. They would. Uh, go on then, tell us, uh, you've been speaking to people, what have they been saying? Yes, I know you were angry when you saw the papers this morning, uh, this exclusive about uh, Sir Bruce staying on for another series of Strictly. I think it's going to be 86 for the next series. So I've been in Milson Keynes this morning asking people, is Sir Bruce too old? Here's what happened. I think he should go, yes. It's not as fun as what he used to be. So I think he's retired, you know, just live his life out at home with his wife and his dogs. <laughs> and the jokes, do you find them funny in the slightest? No. He's really done his bit, but it's time for him to retire now. When you watch him on TV, is he embarrassing? Well, not embarrassing. You feel sorry for him now. He needs to go. You feel sorry for him? I do, yeah. <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. OK, bye. Madam, what do you think? Bruce Forsyth, is he past it? Is he too old? Never past it. No, he's a legend. The man's a legend. Leave him alone. Let him get on with it. Let him retire when he's ready. 
So these people like Ian Lee, back in our studio in Luton, saying that he shouldn't be on TV, he's too old, how angry do those people make you feel? Pretty angry, actually. Nobody's told. He'll know when he's old enough. He'll know. He'll retire himself, won't he? Why is he too old? It's just a number. If he can do the job, leave him alone. And you think he can do the job I still? Do. I certainly do. It's for you. Thank you very much. OK. Well, I've got nothing against him personally, but, yeah, I do think he's a bit past doing that show now. So if he wasn't to come back, you wouldn't miss him? No. I don't miss him on the weeks he's not there now, so I wouldn't miss him when he didn't come back. <laughs> OK, so just lastly, who do you think would be a good replacement for Bruce Forsyth? Well, Tess Daly does a good job now, but I do think a male-female dynamic's better. So I would actually say her husband would be a very good, Ooh. very good replacement. Hoodoo, good morning. Nice to see you. To see you nice. Yeah. Bruce Forsyth, is he too old? No. I don't want to discuss that one. You don't want to talk about Bruce? Yes, I don't want to talk about Bruce. And I don't, I don't want to explain it, but I don't want to speak to uh, Bruce. No comment? Yeah, not comment. Thank you very much. Well, well I, infer, I infer from that no comment from Hula <laughs> that uh, he doesn't like Bruce. And most people on my side, apart from some old people. Do you know what, Ian? I think your phone lines will be inundated between now and nine o'clock. People phoning up saying, do you know what, if they took Bruce off the programme, I would certainly miss him. I think he has still got a massive fan base out there. The man is an absolute legend. To take him off TV right now, in my opinion, will be a travesty. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Lynn and Hazelmere. Lynn, what do you think? Morning, Ian. Good morning. Well, um, I've got nothing against him personally, but the same with Strictly. I think it's a bit, you know, old hat now. But we used to watch it on live pause so we could just fast forward past all the Brucey bits. And I think that most people do. Yeah. And he's not been there for all the episodes this series. And I think the ones where he's not been there, they've, they've run a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. I feel very... I mean, he's a lovely chap and everything, but I think he should... Shuttle off now, really. Lynn, stay there. Matt's in Luton. Matt, you, you agree with us, don't you? You're a disgrace, you are. Sorry? You're a disgrace. Are you talking to me or Lynn? You. Oh. Lynn, oh, I may you need you to back me up here. Hang on. Bruce Forsyth. Oh. Oh, well. One day, one day you, you might make the man's... He is a genius. Sorry? I suppose we, we could have Hans and Dick on there, I suppose. Who? Hans and Dick. Hans and Dick? Yeah. Are, they, are they German? Yeah, no, they're Australian. Hans and Dick? Hens and Dick? It's like, I'll tell you what it's like. When Terry Wogan left the uh, Eurovision, it flopped. Well, it, it, let's be Ian, honest, Matt. Ian, it, was, it was a flop. It's been a flop for the last 30 years. Ian, why I'm, don't you listen to yourself and realise what a lot of tat you talk? I do listen. I'm very, very good. He's angry, isn't he, Lynn? Angry? I'll give you angry. You're talking about old people. We know much more about entertainment than you, pal. OK. Oh, no, I'm all for old people. I mean, I'm always sticking up for, especially my oldies, but I think when it comes to Bruce Forsyth, I mean, most people pause him just so they don't have to look at him and listen to his awful jokes. You know, he's not funny and he says the same thing over and over again. Well, don't look at it. Well, we don't. We fast forward over. Very good. That's one less worry we've got to worry about. Matt, you're (laughs) you're very, uh, very very feisty today. Very anti- I love great performers. And oh, you so are do I. At the best. You? Not me. Well, I'm pretty good, yeah. Who are Hans and Dick? Hans and Dick. No. Well, you don't know Hans and Dick, though. I don't know Hans and Dick, no. Hans and Dick. But Matt. You mean Hans and Dick? I've done the advert for the. Uh, get me out of this place. Hans right? and Dick, get me out of this place. Who yes. are you, Hans and Dick? Right, but Matt, <laughs> listen, be honest, okay? Right, you're, you're an old codger. 
You don't, I'm not an old codger, mate. Don't you dare. You don't want to watch another old codger on the TV. You want to watch someone young and beautiful, don't, don't you? There's too many crappy youngsters on the telly. They okay. don't know what they're talking about. Oh. Hands and dick. OK, Matt, thank you very much indeed. If we could just have that last hand and dick uh, clip, please. That was really wonderful. Lynn, I'm sorry you had to be part of that t- fury there. He was very angry, wasn't he? Well, I suppose when you get older, you do stick up for the old people. And I do stick up for them, but, oh, really? Yes. Bruce needs to go. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. Matt, thank you very much for your call. Jane's in Ellsbury. Good morning, Jane. Good morning, Ian. Jane, what would you like to say? I love Bruce. Jane, are you in the same room as your telephone? Uh, no. Could, could you be? What, what do you mean? Well, could you, could you go into the same room as your telephone and then put the telephone near your mouth? I am. What? I am. I can't I'm hear here. you. Can you shout? Hello? You're going to have to shout louder. I can't hear you, Jane. <coughs> You're just being obstropolous. I'm not being obstropolous. Mr. Obstropolous from Sesame one. Street. <laughs> right, go on. But make your point, but make it nice and loud and clear, Jane. OK, right. My mum and me, we watch Strictly every year. And my dad always pipes up. He's too old, he's too old. Your, da- your dad speaks sense. I, 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 I was threatened to get the duct tape out. And do what with it? <laughs> Cover his mouth so he can't spoil our programme. What? Yeah. No, Jane. Really? No. Really? Your dad speaks sense. Listen to dad, not mum. <laughs> Dad's, no. Dad speak good sense. Mum knows speak sense. Mum knows what she likes and I know what I like. And we like Strictly. We know what you like. Bruce is great. He may be getting to 86, but how many people do you know in the business, who's been going as long as he has. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, not, that's not a good argument. I, I don't know any, and the reason is because they all get retired off much, much earlier. Yeah, well, they've kicked off um, Terry Wogan for the Eurovision. He stepped, um, he stepped down from it. He st- oh, oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, he realised that he, he realised he was getting too old for it, so he stepped down. Well, it, it's always Eurovision um, huh? self... Um, uh, or, oh, what? phoning in for people of your own time. Exactly. Good point. Well made, wasn't it, Just? Very good point. Well made, yes. <laughs> you see, but the, the, the people like him, but they like him for a nostalgic reason. And what's wrong with that? Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555, 15 minutes of the show. They like him for a nostalgic... One of the women in your package said, oh, I, I, I like him, but I feel sorry for him. Now, mm. I don't want to be watching television feeling sorry for somebody. <laughs> well, one of the funniest things I ever saw on that programme was when uh, he had his producer in his ear, and obviously we don't know what's being said, but, but she was obviously saying, move on, move on, move on, and he stopped to put, no, 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 stop shouting in my ear right now. I will do things in my own time, all right? Now, shut up, shut up. And then he carried on, and I just thought, you know what? Well, that was absolutely superb because only Bruce could get away with something like that because we love him. Now, what I used to do was, I, this is probably the reason I don't do live TV anymore, is I used to take my earpiece out. If they were, <laughs> if they were talking to me too much, I'd just go and take it out. But, but the, a, a professional performer wouldn't have let us know what he was doing. Yeah, but it's Bruce. He can get away with these things because, you know, he, because he's been around for so long. He can do whatever he wants, and that's what we love about him, the freedom that man's got. Do you know what they were, do you know what they were saying in his ear? Go on. Breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out and wink. Open your eye. Breathe in, breathe out and collapse. That's what they were saying in his ears. Your oxygen has arrived. Your it's oxygen- now backstage. You see? It's uh, Justin. Listen, thank you very much. Excellent stuff as always. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number.
being slightly flippant. I'm not. I don't want to knock Bruce Forsyth. He is brilliant. He was brilliant at what he's done. He is a fantastic performer. But I'm not saying get rid of him off the TV. I just think a live weekly. What is it? Two hours long that show. A live weekly television show is too much for that gentleman. That's the thing. Give him a nice kind of like sedate mid-afternoon, thirty-minute pre-recorded show. Wonderful. I might even watch it every now and then. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Bruce Forsyth. It's time to say goodbye. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had a call from Jack on the M1 northbound say things are really slow there between 12 for Toddington and 13. London bound still struggling between 11 for Dunstable Road and 10 for Luton Airport. And the N25 anti-clockwise queuing between 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. In High Wycombe, Marlow Hill is slow going down towards the centre of town and public transport services via King's Cross and Moorgate may be delayed by up to 40 minutes on East Coast and First Capital Connect. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much. Deacon. Oh dear, I was expecting that, sorry. Oh dear me, let's just have that. Right, it's 8.46, it's Tuesday the 17th of December, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A system to spot fake ID in bars and clubs in Watford has led to 250 people being banned. Parents disappointed by the closed Winter Wonderland attraction in Milton Keynes are organising a mini Wonderland this weekend. In sport, Australia's cricketers have regained the ashes after beating England by 150 runs in the third test in Perth. Coming up, more of your calls on Bruce Forsyth, 08459 455 555. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a bit cloudy out there this morning, rather grey, but it is an improving picture. We're already starting to notice some brightness out towards the northern parts of Bedfordshire, and this cloud that we've got for the majority of the three counties is sinking its way south and eastwards. As it does, it will become brighter. We'll see some hazy sunshine, but it will feel colder. The maximum temperature today just getting up to around 8 Celsius. Overnight tonight, some patchy rain will arrive, but it will drift eastwards uh, post-midnight, leaving it dry, but with some mist and fog likely to develop. The Minimum temperature down to four or five Celsius. Another dry, uh, dry but dull start tomorrow morning. Uh, we will get one or two brighter spells, some outbreaks of rain, but it's the wind that becomes a feature. Tomorrow afternoon, it really starts to pick up, and overnight Wednesday into Thursday, strong winds and heavy rain. That's your forecast. Every consumer problem has an unhappy customer. They've actually deleted the main account instead of attaching my one to it. We ordered it and when we got home we checked the measurements and it just will not fit. A company. We've asked the council, now they come up with a new excuse, it's not them, it's down to the highways. And he said, well I'm sorry, that's your policy. Oh well maybe next time you'll learn not to open the box. And me getting to the bottom of it all. And they confirmed that they would return my excess and that my no claims bonus would not be affected. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we've got a text here, OK? Put, put uh, your fingers in your kids' ears, because there is a grumpy grump called Carl in Milton Keynes who is spreading vicious lies, OK? <clears throat> Excuse me, you can have that one. 
if your if you silly irresponsible parents did not lie to your children about the existence of a mythical obese idiot you wouldn't have ruined your kids christmas grow up carly milton keynes is of course referring to the winter wonderland farce that took place if you silly, irresponsible parents did not lie to your children about the existence of a mythical, obese idiot, you wouldn't have ruined your kid's Christmas. Grow up. Carl, grow up? No, no, no. At Christmas, we grow down. Christmas time is, is, the, is the one time of the year we're allowed to grow down and be children again. I think we should do it more often throughout the year. But if we can't do it throughout the year, then we should definitely be doing it at Christmas. And, of course, Father Christmas is real. We know that, don't we? So ignore Carl's bitter nonsense there. You've obviously had something happens to you at Christmas one year, Carl, that's made you so cold and soulless. 08459-455-555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, give me a call. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. And don't forget, of course, you can email... Uh, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk I spell Ian correctly I-A-I-N it's the proper way to spell it uh, and you can email me anytime you want uh, about anything I try and reply to, to things when I can I can't always but uh, I do try um, and if you've got a story that you think we might want to do on the show it could be a big thing it could be a small thing who knows now, we were talking about uh, the Winter Wonderland, the Milton Keynes Winter Wonderland. Uh, it was, uh, well, it was supposed to be going on now. It got cancelled after one day for being rubbish. The fella that organised it was on the sh- radio yesterday talking about, oh, teething problems. Oh, I blame Facebook. If I'd been given a bit, it all been sorted out by four o'clock in the afternoon. No, it hadn't. It was rubbish. It was awful. It was a mess. It also broke the hearts of lots and lots of children. Well, uh, uh, some people are getting together to try and organise uh, a replacement. And uh, Dave is from Mini Wonderland. Morning, David. Morning. David, you're trying to organise so- something to-, to make up for this loss, aren't you? Yeah, Mini Wonderland MK. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, so we are a group of five parents that started talking um, on Facebook, which then arranged into a meeting, which then arranged into... We have a venue, we have uh, great donations from Milton Keynes for presents, and we are going to honour people that have confirmation that prepaid for tickets originally. All they have to do is email our email address, uh, and we can then give them an allocated slot time to see Santa Claus. Well, give out the email address in a bit so people can go and get pen and paper. How disapp- Did you go to the original Winter Wonderland? Um, I hadn't booked on, but I did go up there because I honestly did not think all of the comments were true. Mm. And I had to go and see for myself. Was it as bad as people said? It was. It looked like the event, uh, the event had been on for about a month. Yeah. Because of the state of the place, it was flooded. There was, you know, just the general look of the place. It looked like um, it was a concert had finished. It didn't look like a winter wonderland. And have you heard stories from parents about their kids being upset? I, I, I've seen kids stood up there while I was there. Really? And um, parents trying to explain to a child that you're not going to see Father Christmas. And that's the thing. You get idiots texting in saying, oh, you shouldn't uh, lie to your kids about Father Christmas, who happens to be real, by the way, Carly Milton Keynes. And we've got the real Father Christmas. You've got the real one? We have. Oh, fantastic. He's very busy this time of year. Good booking. Uh, But the thing is, Christmas, Christmas for kids is magical and we as adults should let that magic kind of rub off on us and, and become absorbed by the magic. It's a wonderful time. It is. I mean, I can't believe the amount of response we've had already over Facebook, but over obviously your radio interview that we've uh, done as well. 
Um, and I hope it keeps coming. What's the Facebook page? Facebook is Mini Wonderland MK. Okay, and give out the email address as well, so if people want to get in touch and help and also find out more about it. Email address is miniwonderlandmk at gmail.com. Any information they want to know, they can go on Facebook or send an email and we will reply as quick as we can. Catherine, what was the shop that Luann works for? Fairies and Frogs in Amptil. Right, now they've, they've donated a load of presents, yep. which is fantastic. All wrapped up as well, which saves All wrapped up. We've had uh, a fellow called David who's going to donate some Father Christmas keys, which yes. are excellent. What we need, David, and what we want to get is we want to get one of the... Bu- come on, John Lewis, come on, Debenhams, come on, uh, Toys R Us or Early Learning Centre, pull your fingers out. They've all been so quiet. Come on, you're part of Milton Keynes, aren't you? They must be building up to something really special. We, we, have, we have have tried some big companies and I don't want to say names yet yep. and unfortunately we have had feedback to say no a lot of big companies what they do and I know because when I did some stuff at Great Ormond Street I got in touch with loads of companies what they do is they say ah we have a registered charity we have a, our charity for the year and we can't stray outside that I say bar humbug come on you lot all you got to do is just, just buy a load of toys in a sack for goodness sakes and drop it they won't cost you a penny that's all we're asking for any, any toy donations as long as they it can be new um, for children of all ages and uh, both sectors, uh, we want to try and make Christmas come real for these children that have lost out. Okay, well, David, stay on the line. We, we've got Sham. Sham, you're from Right Move, aren't you? Yeah, hi, Ian. That's, that's, is that the Internet Property Estate Agents? Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're the Internet companies <laughs> that advertise the property, yeah. Okay, who's, that, who's giggling in the background? Who's got gigglers? Me, sorry, I'm da- just dropping my kids at school. We will have no gigglers on this, David, so <laughs> Christmas is a very serious affair, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Sorry. Sham, you've called in with, a, with an offer from Right Move, haven't you? What have you got? Yeah, um, well, I was listening to the show this morning and uh, couldn't help but be swayed by the uh, big business in Milton Keynes, which is what we are. So got straight on the phone to the managing director. Um, and by the time I walked in through the front doors this morning, the uh, marketing director was waiting for me. Oh, oh you're in trouble, Sham. You got the sack. Well, his first words to me were, I hear we need to try and save Christmas. <laughs> um, what they said is they would be happy to match any donations that you get um, we'd also be um, happy to make a donation ourselves. There's a, uh, uh, a management meeting this morning where this is going to be put to the oh. But um, what um, I'd like to do, David, is talk to you about what we could do that would be most useful um, and, uh, and see if we can help you out behind the scenes. Hey, David, they're having a management meeting at rightmove.co.uk. Have I got that right, Sham? That's all right, yeah. They're, they're having a management meeting at rightmove.co.uk about you. That sounds absolutely amazing. Right, listen, Sham, we'll, we'll stay online. We're going to give your details to David. D- d- rightmove.co.uk, excellent stuff, well done. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Sham, no you're, problem, you're a legend, mate. Thank you very much. You see, Sham took the initiative. He heard what we were talking about. He phoned up his boss. David, stay there. That's not all. Valerie's on the line. Good morning, Valerie. Morning. You Now, it says on my screen, you work in one of the coolest places in the world. <laughs> Where do you work? I work in a party balloon shop. A party balloon shop. Every day is Christmas. Every day. What would you like to offer David? Um, the balloons. They wanted some decoration. Yeah. So um, we're able to donate about 100 balloons that the children can take away with them. David? Excellent. That is absolutely amazing. Is that all right? That is absolutely... Anything we can get is amazing. And it's just to see the smiles on the kids' faces that have been let down already. I've got the goosebumps again. Valerie, give the shop a plug. Um, it's Fiesta in St Albans. Um, the address is www.everydaysacelebration.co.uk. Everydaysacelebration.co.uk. And what was the name of the shop again? Fiesta. Fiesta. Ex- Valerie, you're very, very kind. Thank you. You're welcome. Excellent stuff. Everydaysacelebration.co.uk. Rightmove.co.uk. Hey, David, that's not bad, is it? That is absolutely amazing. And I just thank you guys so much for how much help you've given us to promote the event. And um, 
hope it carries on. It, it will do. Listen, g- give out the email address one more time. So the email address is miniwonderlandmk, all one word, at gmail.com. And the Facebook is miniwonderlandmk, if you search for that and like it. And when, when is the event taking place? The event is taking place on Saturday and Sunday at MK Ice in central Milton Keynes between 10 and 4. Um, it is only on a um, allocation basis, so we will be allocating time to the visit centre. Yep. If they do want to go ice skating, that is still open for the general public. Um, so they are more than welcome to come along. David, listen, stay on the line. We'll give you Valerie uh, and... Uh, uh, um, uh, was I forgot the gentleman's name from Right Move. That's terrible. Sham, thank you very much. How, ru- how rude of me. How quickly we forget. Sham, thank you very much indeed. Rightmove.co.uk. And Valerie there from, uh, from a balloon shop. You see what happens? Excellent stuff. And they can keep them coming. Yeah, exactly. Please do. We're, we're, we're doing this all week. I want, I want, I want uh, John Lewis. I want uh, Toys R Us. I know what they do, and I've, I've done this. They kind of, well, we have a charity, and we have to put it through our charity department. This is a local thing, though. This is just a, a, a local thing where you can save Christmas for the kids. That's all, that's all they need to do. Just bung some things in a sack. Be lovely. Well, listen, Kelly's working. It's her posh voice. How come we don't get Kelly's posh voice? She saves it. Yeah. What? See, look, it goes back to common now. What are you talking about? Yeah, you see? What are you talking about, Willis? Uh, Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. Sham, excellent stuff. Valerie, thank you very much indeed. And well done, Dave. No doubt we'll speak to you before the end of the week to find out exactly how things have gone. Uh, you can uh, email me, as I was just saying, Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. Don't forget... This is the only show on BBC Three Counties Radio that has its very own podcast. It comes out every week, comes out on a Friday afternoon. They stay online for about 30 days, so get them while they're fresh. Now, you can either go to the BBC Three Counties website and click on the podcast link, or, if you so desire, if you're more familiar with iTunes, go to iTunes, go to the store, type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, BBC, and it pops up and you can subscribe to it. And uh, no doubt some of this mini wonderland... Bits and pieces will uh, make its way onto the podcast this week. Right, coming up to 8.59, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We had a call from Jack on the M1 northbound say things are slow going between 12 for Tollington and 13. The M25 anti-clockwise still queuing between junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. Clockwise quite heavy between 24 for Potter's Bar and 25 for Enfield. And on public transport, services via Kings Cross and Moorgate may be delayed by up to 40 minutes on East Coast and First Capital Connect. This is Alice Gloss at BBC Three Counties Radio. Very much indeed. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Back tomorrow at six o'clock. Stay tuned. JVS is up next. Till tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Do you think child benefit should be limited? Conservative MP Nadim Zahawi has called for child benefit to be limited to those who have one or two children.